ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 350, Seven Years. They say that all good things come to an end, and it's been a long road. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that after 350 episodes and seven years, this will be our final Nintendo Dads podcast. (laughs) Who am I kidding? No, we're going to keep going until we're long and dead. Jesse, cue the music. Oh my gosh, Justin, you almost had me. Like I've got I've got a little tear right here Richard. in my eye. You can't see it because you're listening to us uh in audio. But this is 350 episodes of the Nintendo Dads. Holy shnikes. It is November 4th, 2021. And we were gonna put up an image uh, but we were just uh informed that Nintendo's already taken it down preemptively uh before uh-huh. we even got to celebrate. Uh, On tonight's episode, we're going to talk about Nintendo's latest hardware numbers, upcoming game releases, our plans for Extra Life, and a ton more, because you guys are such an awesome community. You load us up with questions uh, every week. And joining me on tonight's episode, three of the finest gentlemen uh, that I have the pleasure to have never met in my life, but have spent the last four (laughs) years with. Uh, Jesse Waldack, how you doing, buddy? Uh, Pretty good. It's kind of been a roller coaster of a week. this, this weekend, I started getting a little bit of a scratchy throat. My wife came home from out of town and with that and more. So the first thing she thought was, okay, COVID test. And it was negative. But oh, then... That's good. And then, so we, yesterday, we I, we took half a day off each and tried to find a clinic. And apparently it's flu season starting early in Kansas City because all the clinics were either... We're, we're done for the day. You know, if you don't have a reservation, you're not in. Or it'll be a two-hour wait. We're like, oh, wow. no, I think we're good. So we set up a doctor's appointment for today. And because we, we, our the symptoms were COVID-ish, you know, they we did the COVID protocols. So we had to wait in the car. They When it was our turn, they brought us in through the back door. And they oh, the VIP re- treatment. Yeah. So... They retested us again. We're both negative, and we just got antibiotics, and hopefully that fixes it. Man, I hope so. Look, it's uh, my allergies today have been doing some kind of craziness going on yeah, too. So, so, so my wife is saying, uh, we we know it's not COVID death. It's just the regular old fashioned death. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, flu and strep is just really rampant right here in our area right now. Uh, speaking of running rampant, Tim off. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm feeling much better, I guess, more so than Jesse, because I've been away for two weeks from you guys and I missed you guys. So I'm glad to be back to talk some Nintendo stuff with you. We were wondering if you were going to come back. <laughs> yeah, I had to for the last episode, you know, of Nintendo Dad. So that's right. Yeah. Come back for the finale. Uh, we're just going to have everybody who's ever been on Nintendo Dad's back. Yes. Nintendo Eric. dads, this is your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eric, Eric's even going to show up and, and hang out with us. That's right. Uh, everybody loves Eric. Speaking of somebody everybody loves, Justin Masson. How you doing, buddy? Doing all right. What's going on? I'm excited to be here. It's uh, we're, we're knocking on uh, the door of extra life. 
right? Uh, it's a great time. Less than 24 hours. Less than 24 hours. We're getting some momentum there. So many positive things happening in the community. Man, I'm just excited to be here and some fantastic Nintendo news. I don't even have like a smart, witty comment other than obviously, folks, we're not canceling the show just in case you're like, what is going on? I yeah. was just messing with you. I can't believe it's been 350 episodes. And we are going to answer a tw- couple tweets about that uh, later on in the show. We asked people to say, hey, Seven years, 350 episodes. Ask us questions. And so we're going to answer those later in the show as well. But we're happy to be here. We are going to dive in. I'm, into I'm kind of afraid of some of those. Uh, should I be? Should I be? You know what? I I, I see they're continuing to roll in now, too, actually. So I, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't be, know. be sure you get all those. Um, Justin, I, I, I think I felt this week a disturbance in the forest. I felt a uh, something, uh, saw something that I'm sure had you tingling, and that is business numbers. Oh yeah, uh, and so we we got to dive into this. So let's get. Straight I got my into business news. glasses on. You like these? I love it. Business glasses. Let's hit the let's hit the news. Do it. Let's get into the business. All Show right. them the so business. Our news is brought to us each and every week by you guys over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where for as little as a dollar a month you could jump into one of the greatest communities, if not the greatest community on the internet, and be part of this. Um, you know, somebody told me I shouldn't call it a dumpster fire, so I'm not gonna go, going to, because they were like, that's derogatory, and you guys are way better than that. And so I'm going to take their advice. You can you can become, I'm going to try to find a new word. So I figured it out. You can, mm. for a dollar a month, you can be part of this conglomeration that we oh, have. Because I was looking forward to calling our Patreons dumpster divers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think oh. that actually is the end. 350 episodes <laughs> yes, when we call uh, our listeners dumpster divers. I think that may have just actually ended the run of our show. That's that's a good that's a good way to call oh, them. You God, know, we're, Tim, we're, get out of here. Dumpster fire. They're you know they're dumpster divers. You know? Oh, hey. Tim. Tim, Tim, Tim. <laughs> Reminds me of that old uh, '80s song from from Dio, "Holy Diver." Uh, but uh, yeah, boy, it's a good song. Boy. It's a good song. If you haven't heard it in a while, you should go listen to it. It's bonkers. Uh, but anyway, uh, you can join up over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. Uh, $1, $5, $10, or $30 uh, access. And at $30, you get to be on the show uh, like so many of our friends have uh, backed at that level. And uh, $10 gets you pre and post show audio. $5 just gets you access to the entire slate of Discord. And $1 gets you in the door. Uh, we would love to have you. There's also yearly options that you can back us at that saves you some coin as well. Uh, you can get 11 months or or you get 12 months for the price of 11 uh, over there. So, yeah, go over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. Uh, biggest news out this week is Nintendo's latest numbers, uh, which is the financial data for quarter two. Uh, and so let's break down some of these numbers. Let's hit some of the important ones first, the ones that everyone wants to know. The Switch sold 3.83 million units between July 1st through September 30th worldwide, which brings the total number of Nintendo Switches uh, in the family. Now, remember, that's that's for this for this purposes, for the purposes of these numbers, uh, that is Switch Regular and Switch Lite, not OLED, okay? OLED launched, launched a week later. Uh, so here's what you're not going to hear in these numbers. You're not going to hear any OLED sales numbers, you're not going to hear any Metroid Dread sales numbers, so don't ask. All right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this brings the total uh, switches sold 
worldwide to 92.87 million units. Holy crap. Uh, that means that the uh, Switch has now outsold the combined sales of the Wii U and the 3DS. However, this is the lowest selling quarter in the last six quarters, which uh, I'm anxious to talk about with you guys. Um, also, um, software, of course, the number one selling software is, again, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. At 38.74 million, uh, it sold just above six point or 1.6 million units in the last three months and has now outsold Mario Kart Wii to become the best-selling Mario Kart game of all time. Uh, and 26 first-party games are now million sellers. We won't break down all of those. But let's dive. Uh, let's take a deep dive into these numbers, Justin. The first thing I wanted us to talk about together, and maybe you could guide us through here, is... Yeah. What the crap, man? Is it losing momentum? Uh, lowest selling quarter of the last six months or the last six quarters. Yeah. Uh, is Nintendo doomed? <laughs> well, I think, you know, Nintendo should probably sell all of their IPs. Uh, give um, Mario to Konami, who seems like the most appropriate person for it to go to. And uh, shut up uh, shop and just uh, pack it in. Right. Uh, you know, I here's the thing. Even at uh, this being the lowest of six months uh, quarters, there means there had to have been another quarter that was just slightly above this one, essentially. Right. This isn't too shocking. Um, if you re- and again, we have to remember this quarter is July 1st through to the end of September. Right. Um, so once Nintendo and, and here's the other part we do kind of have to recall, Nintendo came out in July, early July and said, hey, we got this new console. <clears throat> it's called the OLED. And everyone's like, oh, really? Maybe I'm not going to buy a new Switch. Maybe I'm going to hold off. Maybe I'm going to wait to do that refresh later. So this could be one of the other one of the reasons also. We also have to kind of traditionally, re- traditionally remember that these quarters, the quarters from September, sorry, July to September, are typically a little bit lower of the slump, right? They really begin to build their momentum on the back half of the year right as we transition into that December through to the end of or sorry, I apologize. End of September through to December quarter. That's a lot of their momentum. Yeah. The that holiday season starts the in holiday. three weeks and we won't exactly. know those, we won't know those numbers until yep. first week, February. Yeah. And I, and I also think like from, from an overall perspective, I don't know if Nintendo has made a super compelling quarter to, to, for sales there, right? Their biggest game they were launching in that window really was, um, Link's Awakening, right? Or sorry, I apologize. Link, uh, Sky or Skyward Sword, right? Which is a game from before and did okay and had good reviews on it, but not a super, super compelling reasoning. Also, if you look at kind of the world in general, the world is now kind of waking up from its slump of COVID. And so during our summer times, now we're like, now I want to go see friends. I want to go travel. Our borders are becoming a little bit more open. So our excess uh, cash or resources that we're having may not be used on those ideas of gaming consoles or video games and instead being used on camping trips and traveling and those type of things. So the, the, the resourcing kind of being moved a little bit there. I do. And so that's, again, 
first time in six quarters, that ain't bad at all. Right. Um, and, and again, we have to think those six quarters is really during a lot of COVID anyway. So I think there's some good numbers uh, to resource around there as well. Uh, so I think this is fantastic. Uh, really, they are very much on pace to reach that hundred million mark by the end of this fiscal year. And again, their fiscal year, as Nintendo reports, it will be the end of March 31st, 2022. Uh, so they are, what is that? Uh, 2.25 or sorry, 7.2, 7.25, 7.13, 7.13. Uh, thank you very much. I was like quickly math here uh, from reaching that mark. I think they could probably very easily meet that again. If you look at what they've got, we've got the OLED. We've got some game stacking. We've got Pokemon coming up. We've got a special edition Pokemon switch uh, light. I think they're very easily going to hit that that uh, that hundred million mark. You're on mute, Marty. Sorry, I do okay. think it's I do think it's worth mentioning here that uh, Nintendo today, like, and this is this article has been written about 19 hours ago uh, from The Verge, that Nintendo did revise their forecast for this year from 25.5 million consoles sold to 24 million. So a drop of about 1.5 million, and you might look at that and you might say, well, that's small, but really that's kind of big. That's yeah, that's a, a big deal. Yeah, we're looking at about a 5% difference, right, or adjustment. Not a, not not that, not crazy, but I think what you're really contributing that to, and Nintendo has already come out a little bit and talked about, I've seen some articles this week already mentioned, is that chip shortage, right? Yeah, uh, it, Nint- yeah Nintendo has not... PlayStation and Microsoft were open about the chip shortage, right? And about those challenges. And so Nintendo's like, we already got things on the shelf. We're fine. But when they come to market with the OLED, right now they're demanding and they're requesting those chips. They do, they they now find themselves that crunch. So I think it's a smart adjustment for the market. Again, we're only looking at a 5% adjustment, really. So that's not a massive, massive change. Um, from 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 uh, from Nintendo, so I think we're still absolutely fine. And I, I do like the way you phrase that. Is like Microsoft and uh, Sony were up front, and Nintendo, Nintendo. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Well, like like Nintendo was like, oh, there's a chip shortage. We're okay, and then someone's like, uh, you know that OLED thing, and someone's like, oh, right, that thing. Now the other, and, and actually, just as we talk about that as well, one of the other components I'd probably say you know talk about that's that lower sales number. That might also be a byproduct um, lower last quarter is that some of the stock are now actually showing up on shelves for PlayStation devices and for Xbox as well. So we are seeing the market maybe begin well, to actually kind of re-level. Didn't PlayStation 5, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, PlayStation 5 just took the number one console selling spot from Nintendo for like the first time in however many months, nine months or something like that. I, yeah, yeah, I'm I mean, not hundred percent sure. Maybe it was check a and find that article. Run. Yeah. Uh, it was a ridiculous run and one that I don't think people expected to have with switch, but, and, and I, on the other hand is a lot of, there's been a lot of ridicule on Sony for people saying, yeah, they've sold 33.3 million or however much, but how many of those are actually in people's hands? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because there's been this leak that as, came as out a, from as opposed um, to scalpers warehouses. Well, that, mm-hmm. but there's also this leak that came out as video that leaked of a back room in Walmart where there was like just floor to ceiling pallets of PlayStation Five that mm-hmm. reportedly they've been hoarding for months to get ready for Black Friday. Wow. 
That so doesn't surprise me at all. To sell PlayStation Five, I really like honestly, guys. Like, I think Nintendo. I mean, I, the OLED is great, and I and like I love that the momentum that they're going into the holiday with. But with Advance Wars slipping uh, and some other things kind of slipping as well, like I've seen some other third party games getting delayed. I don't know that they're going to have the momentum to carry them through this holiday season like they've had in the past. Yeah, you I know, last yeah. year, 2020, they were still riding the Animal Crossing mm-hmm, momentum. Mm-hmm. They still had games coming out. Uh, probably, I would say Advance Wars is probably not a system seller no. uh, like in, by no. any, shape, in any shape or form, but I was excited about that game. I'm getting Pokemon, yeah. but I'm not as excited about it. I'm mainly getting it to play it with my son. I don't like. I don't have that big holiday game. Now would be the time that if they've got something, and I'm not talking to like do it like Mario Tennis Aces or Ultra Smash or whatever, where they just dropped it and it was unfinished on the Wii U uh, because of Star Fox got delayed. But like, this would be a great time for them to be like, "Hey, we just didn't tell you about this. Boom, here's yeah Mario Odyssey two, or here's yeah I I I've DLC seen a- that's really awesome or something Metroid like that. Trilogy." <laughs> yeah, I've 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 kind of yes. said that a little bit before, Marty. Is that I feel like Nintendo doesn't have a holiday game this year that they can really plant their flag in. And you can argue with me, but Pokemon is in that spot. Yes, Pokemon is in that spot. Guess what? If there's ever a Pokemon game released, now you're gonna you're gonna like. Well, actually, Justin Arceus is coming out in January, but for the most part, it always lands in that November spot because it sells a bucket load. Like. And you put it with a Nintendo Switch Lite. So it's, but Nintendo will typically also have something in their own shop that they're like, and there's this. And they didn't have that. And, and Shimigami Tensei 5 is not it. I'll tell you that right now. You need something with a broader appeal. It's very interesting that I think what Nintendo has done instead of kind of what I would call like one major event to focalize your money and your spending on has actually really tried to engage our kind of the Nintendo nostalgia. Uh, group to try and microtransaction that. And I went and so you're like, what are you talking about? What I'm talking about is the NSO, right? That's $60 fee there. I'm talking about next week is the um, game and watch that comes out, right? Uh, by the way, come buy our controllers. But so instead of having one big event that they're wanting Nintendo faithful to go by, they're looking for these small microtransactions to kind of accumulate that net profit to come in and say, listen, we didn't have a big tentpole game. But by the way, we offered some new downloadable downloadable content. We offered a controller. We offered some N64 games. We offered this game and watch thing. We blow up. So piece that all together and you might have a good story to tell um, as opposed to not having a big game to, to, you know, honestly, you, you mentioned in the game and watch reminded me like now would be a great time for them to say, Hey, we've had this Zelda remake, or we've had this thing in, in development because we know we whiffed on the 35th anniversary. Yeah. Uh, and so here it is. That, but you're right. Like there's, I'm or to me, on NSO. Woo, I'll take it. <laughs> to me, I like, I don't, I, I'm like you, like, I don't feel like there's that big holiday game to really drive people to, because as like, you could say it's Pokemon, but I've not seen as much positivity from the Pokemon community toward uh, diamond and pearl remakes as i we've seen in the past of different s- stuff yeah. and it's kind of been it, you know, it, i wouldn't say it's sour but it's kind of been me it feels like a little bit of a i'm going to say like a, a c plus year for nintendo in regards to software 
Um, they haven't, they, you know, and I, I think they've had some slips. I probably suspect that that breath of wild was targeted for like next week. Right. I suspect that was November of 2022, the black Friday game. Yeah. They missed that mark. I think they were probably really, really dependent on that. Now, I think Metroid is great. I think that was really a, a fantastic addition. I think Skyward Sword was a good kind of complimentary. I think the tent, you know, golf wasn't bad. So they've had they've had they've had some like okay, but nothing that really lit the year on fire. Now that being said, if you begin to look into 2023, ladies and gentlemen, uh, or, or 2022, ladies and gentlemen, I suspect you should probably go see your banker because you might need a loan for all the games you're buying. Well, there's a lot of you know. You remember February was looking pretty loaded. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of games that are now moving out of that February yep. uh, time frame, which uh, that we should have figured that was going to happen. Yep, yep. But I, I mean, if Arceus or Arceus or however you say that is like, that's the big thing they're leading with in 2022. Like that's on my list of games I'll buy if I don't have anything else going on. Yeah, it looks good. So the it's object just not of- for me. The object of the holiday sales this year is going to ask for eShop money so you can build up your credit in the eShop hey, and buy these it. games when they come in 2022. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and if somehow you get more than $200, you can't redeem them all. There is a cap to the eShop oh, ba- okay. balance. That's I, when you I, have to I, start pre-ordering. Oh, Nintendo. That that. But you know what, Marty? If you want to talk about such a such a parenting safe move, only being able to preload well, now, 200 bucks yeah. into an e-shop is a such a okay. kid friendly move. Yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll agree. And with a that. parent friendly. Cause all it takes is for one kid to be like, Oh, I can put in mommy and daddy's credit card. And you're like $1,200 on the Nintendo yeah. e-shop. 200 bucks is an okay one to be like, so a couple this of is what happens is, if FIFA was. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Here's a couple of reminders as we kind of transition out of this and go talk about something else. There's only three Nintendo systems at this point that have sold higher than the Switch. Uh, that would be starting with the, the lowest and going to the highest, the Wii at 101.6 million. The Switch is on track right now. It's going to beat that. Yeah, uh, that'll, that'll happen. Game Boy, 118 million, uh, 118.69 million. I think the Switch will overtake that. I think it'll probably be another year, year and a half. We'll see that happen. Uh, and then Nintendo's top-selling system of all time, the Nintendo DS, at 154.02 million. Uh, what do you guys think? Does the Switch have the momentum, or does it have the lifespan to overtake the DS? No, I don't think so. I, I, I think I think we're going to end up in the 120, 130, yeah, yeah, range at the end of everything. So the the, the number two Nintendo system of all time. I, yes. I want yeah. I want to say so bad that it would, but I. I it's not <laughs> oh yeah, well, I would I, love to say it, but I know it's not going to happen. I think well, I mean, Jesse and I have, 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 I think Jesse and I have, have made that comment before. Of like, we think it's about a one twenty five, one thirty marker. Yeah, this is where it'll end. Yeah. I, I and I think you're, and I don't think it's an end per se. Let's say that I don't think it's like switch is gone. I think it's a switch to. Switch Pro, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, eventually. I mean, I, I I would kind of argue it all all depends if Nintendo decides to ever change the brand switch. Right. I mean, sure. you know, is the switch Two just going to be switch pro and it's part of the switch family. And you like, do you know, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. if, if they end up doing that and you end up seeing a console with like a 10 or 12 year life cycle, then yeah, hundred percent you could be. But if we're thinking that Nintendo is like, 
if if Nintendo does what Nintendo does best sometimes, which is step in the rake, step on the rake in their yard, it's going to be called the Switch U, and then it's going to sell about five million, and that's it. All so right. Me, now they're moving on to wine. Like, it's like to here's switchy. Like here's the thing that actually blows my mind about it. Right. Like, let's go back to the idea that Nintendo had the Wii and it was like, it was a gangbuster. And they're like, it's amazing and it's so easy. And they're like, everyone's buying it. And they're like, cool, we have a new console. It's called the Wii U. Literally adding one letter. And it basically sinks that entire console. Right. And I'm like, you're out here being like, here's the Switch. And I was at that E3 here's when that switch. happened. And here's the like- Switch Lite. I could hear Here's the confusion. OLED. And I'm like, you're y'all are just like out here, out here trying to like not get punched. Like you're just asking for that rake, and you're like, oh, I didn't get it this time, didn't get it this time. That it's is out the there only in the way yard, they're, they're do... just they're blindfolded and they're avoiding it. Yep. That uh, is the only we, way they're gonna do those numbers if they do a keep that switch family name like yeah. they did. They've with got the to. DS they're, and they're, DSI. they're locked in. I, I fully believe that Nintendo is and you can. You can shake your head. You can whatever at me when I say this. That Nintendo has now forever, because of the success of this, has forever locked themselves into a hybrid model. So nobody's Can't saying anything. Point. So yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I think that's true. Big. The big question is: Will the next system have backwards compatibility? If they were smart, they sh- it will. Even oh, if it's yeah. limited. Even if it's limited. Least, well, they did uh, through uh, the lifespan of the DS, the whole DS arcing family, all the way through the 3DS. So, and that's why yeah, 3DS well, even is before one of my that, yeah, like Game Boy Color could play Game Boy games. GBA you could play Game right. Boy Color games. Oh, you had DS GameCube, could play GBA Wii, games. Wii U. Well, the Wii U couldn't play GameCube games, could it? No, no, no. That's why I kept. Well, mine. with modding, yes, but no. <laughs> Backwards compatibility is is going to be key for them in the future. Let's talk about this. Uh, I did want to run down, and I'm not going to go through all the numbers here, but uh, the top 10 games as of September 30th uh, by total sales right now, starting with number 10, I, I think this is still the dark horse of this, like the one nobody expected. Ring Fit Adventure uh, at 12 million, uh, 12.2 million, Splatoon 2 at 12.6 million. I want to back up a minute. Nine. Ring Fit Adventure is – even though it's still sitting at number 10 total, it was the third best-selling game of the quarter. So Really? Uh, yeah, uh, 950,000 uh, units. Uh, so I, I put comments, if this trend continues, I think it'll pass Splatoon by Q3 and maybe get probably the Let's Go EV peak two games by the end of the fiscal year. I'm telling you, uh, if there's ever another Smash game, uh, the Ring Fit trainer and ring character is, they're a shoe-in for a character. Yeah because of the popularity of this. So Splatoon 2 sitting at nine right now. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu slash Eevee, they're lumped together at eight. Super Mario Party in at seven. Super Mario Odyssey at six. Uh, uh, Pokemon Sword slash Shield at five. Breath of the Wild now falls to four, uh, which means the top three are Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Animal Crossing, uh, and, and y'all, there is a clear, like between two and three, there is almost a 10 million difference yeah. in software sold between Smash and Animal Crossing. Uh, but then number one, like we've already talked about, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe now in at 38.74 million units sold. It is just, it's never going to end. What I uh, thought I, interesting was that uh, Animal Crossing 
was the number one selling game of the of the quarter. Again, yes. So, but it still can't so catch it, up. It's, it's slowly catching up, but no, <laughs> no. At this point, Tim, I believe that my grandchildren will be playing Mario Kart Eight Deluxe on whatever they're. they're it's just going to be <laughs> Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, and then Mario. Of course, this holiday season, Mario Kart Eight will get a bump because they're looks like they're going to recycle last year's holiday bundle. They are. This year. They are. Did, I saw do it. you realize that it's the new Switch? They finally made the thing over to they, they've switched it over to Switch Mark Two. No, they did uh, last year too. Pack, did they really? Yeah, yeah. it was oh, it was okay. two it was two years of Mark One. You know, even at that even though at that time Mark Two was on on it was for sale, but then last year they cut it over, the bundle over to it was a new bundle that included the Mark Two, and I think it included a a NSL membership as part of the package. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, since you've included these, I'll just go ahead and throw them out here. Uh, numbers 11 through uh, through 26. These are all million sellers now. We'll start at the bottom. 26 is Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. 25 is Miitopia. Uh, 24 is Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Uh, 23, Mario, Car- Mario Golf Super Rush. Uh, 22, Pikmin 3 Deluxe. 21, New Pokemon Snap. Uh, which does not include Japan sales because they were published by a third party. Uh, 20 is Age of Calamity. 19 is Clubhouse Games, 51 Worldwide Classics. 18 is Paper Mario, the Origami King. 17, uh, Skyward Sword HD. Yeah, so new to the list at 17. (laughs) Wow. So this actually outsold the the Wii version in the opening quarter. Uh, That's really cool. Uh, this is 16 is Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, 15 Super Mario Maker 2, uh, 14 Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury, 13 Super Mario 3D All-Stars, number 12 Luigi's Mansion 3, and number 11 New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, you know, that game that said never sell. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, I just like to bring that up every time. Everybody was like, it's never going to sell. Uh, it's almost so 12 million. It's almost in the top 10. Uh, which it, is it was uh, in the top 10 until ring fit showed was, up. Yeah. Yeah. I got dethroned. <laughs> um, interestingly enough here, guys, I want to throw this out here. Um, I, like looking at this list and realizing that we're a good portion into the switch life cycle at this point. Um, Super Mario maker one was just absolutely gangbusters for the Wii U back in the day. Uh, Super Mario maker two. Can we at this point say that that, like what in the crap happened to that game? I don't. To, to be honest, Marty, I don't think that's a fair statement. Um, and, and and so I'm going to challenge you on that. Okay, and I, come on. I, so my challenge there is that when there is nothing to play on a console, anything will do. <laughs> and I think Super Mario Maker, when it came out on the Wii U, there wasn't anything that lit the world on fire for the Wii U. So I think anyone would have been drawn to it. I also think at that point, it was also brand new. It was a very new concept. It was very interesting. So it had a really good high attachment rate. When you look at everything else that's come to the Nintendo Switch, there are so many other games that people are like, yeah, I'm okay to maybe miss that one. I also don't know if Nintendo did as great of a job telling us telling a new player what the value of super mario 2 was as opposed to when super mario the original launched right and i think that was also a byproduct of the console for the wii u it was literally a gamepad you had a stylus it made complete sense on how you create these these levels 
right? Where I think when you, so it was kind of like a, the barrier to entry, I think was lower. When you look at it on the switch, although it's not very difficult, it's kind of one of those things of like, I guess I could figure it out. Right. Um, and, and so I think that, I think that the dynamic was a little bit different. Uh, and so that's why I, 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 I don't think that it's a failure. I just don't think it was, um, you know, it, it I, I'm not saying it's, it's a failure. It's, when I, what I'm trying to say is this, is I think that they sent it out to die because it just did not feel like it was as supported it, as Super Mario Maker was. I would agree uh, with they that. Re- it, they it, removed it, key features that people mm-hmm. loved. And like Amiibo. Like the Amiibo, like that was that was a home run, easy softball home run. And they're like, now nah, we're just not going to do that anymore. We, we, we would prefer it if you quit. Uh, like the thing that I loved about Mario Maker, the original, was people taking those Amiibo and making levels out of them that corresponded to other Nintendo IP or actually non-Nintendo IP. And that kept that community going a long time with regular levels and not just those stupid Kaizo levels. It's like, Let's see how many times we can bounce on a shell for an entire level. Now that's all Super Mario Maker 2 is. Yeah. And some be- people really like that, but like, why? Like, I go online and I try to find a level to play, and it's either crap with 400 Bowsers or, hey, bounce on the shell until you, you know, get it right. Tim, going to you. <laughs> I think Mario Maker 2 falls in the same category as some of these other games that we all thought would get the DLC support that didn't like Mario Maker 2. And like we all thought when we saw that first one, that that introduction of the game, that we saw those empty slots and like, oh, yeah, we're going to get new add on packs with the other Mario games into that. But we never saw that. And the same goes with the Super Mario Party. When we got that, we were like, oh, yeah, we're going to get new game boards for that. Or even Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. We thought we were going to get DLC for that. We never saw that. So there was, there's, these section, there's these games that came out for whatever reason. We, we were under the impression, well, we were, there was a reason why we were under the impression that we're going to do it. I think the president said, hey, we need to do more DLC. We need to get these games last long to last longer. And then when we're not getting them, we're not getting them. And plus I think it's disappointing to those people who lost those features you guys were talking about, who thought they were going to get them maybe in even a DLC and they didn't. Yeah. I, th- I think I agree with you there as well, Tim. I think, I think Nintendo actually did a couple of things um, poorly is, is they did not foster and care and love Mario maker two the same way they did Mario maker one. Right. And, and they did not. They, so, and, and, and again, the byproduct of that being, is because in the Wii U, there was nothing else on the Wii U. So it was it was easy to put all the attention and resources there. Nintendo's actual Nintendo disaster of Mario Maker 2 was because of their own actual success, right? Where they were getting in their own way. They were they they have so many things. I mean, this is a great example of why you put out arms in July or June. And then you literally put out Splatoon 2 six weeks later and you killed the momentum that you had around. You had a new IP, you killed it, right? So they were actually, they, they, they were so eager, they've been so eager to put so many things out that they didn't, you know, uh, uh, yes, just because you did, you didn't think about whether you should. Uh, yes, right? And so that's exactly really what <laughs> Nintendo happened, right? It's yes, come on, right? Uh, and that's the issue is they got in their own way in a lot of these cases. I think Mario Maker 2 was an example of getting in their own way. Yeah. 
That's a, that's a great point. I mean, I just see it on the list here, and I'm like, man, what what wasted potential? It's, it, it, I mean, it, it sold. It did sell well. well. It sold almost twice as much as the original. But again, you're you look that had a thirteen million dollar a thirteen million unit base to work off of, as opposed yeah. to ninety three million or whatever what we said it was earlier. I, I mean, I think that you look at you look at a system of. 93 million people and it's number 15 out of that. That's, that's a pretty good achievement. I would have liked to have seen them. Uh, I mean, I think with like when they, like another thing about it is when they put out the link DLC, you know, and you're out, all of a sudden you're able to make Legend of Zelda levels and stuff. It's like, Oh, are you going to do this for all the, like a bunch of Nintendo I beat? No, we're done. And that just, that's, it was kind of like, what drives me crazy about Nintendo. Oh. We're like, Oh, look what they did with the Nintendo uh, Super Mario 35th anniversary. We're going to get the same thing with Zelda. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Hard pass. Hard pass. All right. All well, right. speaking of other games, let's uh, let's let's share some game updates with you real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, just some upcoming first party games you need to know about. Shin Megami Tensei Five is finally releasing November 12th. Uh, it's Nintendo published in the EU. But that's coming this month. Also, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl uh, are heading uh, your way on the 19th, followed by Big Brain Academy, Brain versus Brain on December 3rd. This is one I'm particularly looking forward to. Uh, it's probably going to be our Christmas game because uh, <laughs> no advance wars. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus on uh, January 28th, Triangle Strategy. No longer just a product, it's a project, it's just Triangle Strategy. Spring 2020, uh, along with Kirby and the Forgotten Lands, Spring 2022. Um, Advance Wars uh, 1 and 2, Reboot Camp in Spring 2022. Splatoon 3 coming out in 2022. The sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, 2022. Bayonetta 3, most likely 2022. And Metroid 4. Uh, Metroid Prime 4 sometime uh, either right before the Switch dies or uh, when the next system releases. Or both. So, yeah, lots of, lots of things there to, uh, to, to look forward to. Also, yeah. uh, of note, Thunderful Games uh, is going to be putting on their own announcement event November 10th. Uh, and it's actually going to be hosted by Mark Hamill, which mm-hmm. is uh, that's a pretty, pretty cool thing. Uh, you can also sign up for their newsletter at, at thunderful.world. Uh, and if you do that, you get Steam World Dig for free, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, I mean, it's probably the Steam version, as you've said here in the notes, Jesse. But uh, yeah, I signed up. I signed up for the list and haven't, we haven't received anything yet. So they haven't sent out the codes. <laughs> I'm really, I, I'm really hoping we get to see Steam World Dig Three announced. Uh, do, is there any doubt that's going to happen? It's. It, I, I, mean, I mean, like they're giving away Steam World Dig. Yeah, like Duh. it should. It sh- it should absolutely <laughs> happen, right? right? But you're like, you never know. Uh, but yeah, I think I, it's it's going to be interesting. I don't know. Are we are anyone? Is that are we two doing a live reacts to this? Do we have? We're, we'll talk about that post show. What day of the week is that? That's, that's a, a Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, so I won't. I'm not, I, I won't be available. Can't do that. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, also, Super Mario 3D All Stars uh, has been updated to 1.1.1. This adds Nintendo 64 controller support. Uh, as I saw someone on Twitter earlier say, "Oh, a, an update for a game you can't get for a controller you can't get." 
Nice. Uh, so there you go. You can, I, I, I wanted to backtrack and say one thing that I saw in the numbers that was interesting. The playing card division of Nintendo uh, okay. was up 47% over the same quarter last year, where every other number was like 15 to 20% down. And the, the, their sales were 1.3 billion yen versus 800 million yen. And most of that increase was sales in Americas. So I'm not sure what cards are selling in Americas that they didn't sell last year, but they are. And Interesting. Getting some revenue. Is it the about, Animal Crossing oh, cards? That could be. I don't know if that. I don't know if that counts as their playing card division, or if they're talking about like their just their Hanafuda and their traditional playing cards. Hmm. Gotcha. But yeah, Animal Crossing cards would make sense. I didn't even think of that. I mean, I, to me, that's the only. That's the only thing I could think of that they're selling in card form right now. But and and and, series five comes out. Tomorrow, with didn't they do, a new didn't they, do, didn't they do a collaboration with what was it the Sanrio Sanrio right wasn't yeah, that a San big Rio. deal so that may have driven sales yeah and they sold there. a ton of those things there you go and they're back in stores right now if you can get there them. you go Jim's got his a <laughs> um, couple other game release updates we wanted to mention um, Happy Game came out this week it's not a game for your kids oh okay Promise I was like what is Happy not- Game uh it's it's another one of those like everything looks good and then everything distorts and you're suddenly in a hellscape yeah, environment yeah. that game yeah. actually came out last week but since for some reason i i i didn't check youtube videos like before we recorded yes last week so i completely missed it that game launched so i added yep. it to the notes this week it's also uh 1313 in the eShop. so yes. uh, there you go uh, as you're listening to this in your audio device, uh, you probably have noticed that Animal Crossing New Horizons has been updated to 2.0. Uh, that means that the DLC is live uh, if you are an NSO member, or you can buy it if you're not for 25 bucks or 35 if you're Justin. Uh, the new update released on actually late on November 3rd, uh, and that included all of the new things, uh, the free things, actually, you know, being able to expand your storage, Brewster and the Roost and uh, all that. And then the DLC should be available right now. Also, Aztec Forgotten Gods has been delayed into early 2022, as has Shovel Knight Dig, which somehow still exists. Uh, they just like, hey, remember this game? Yeah, well, we delayed it. Shovel Knight Dig looks good. I actually want to play it. So uh... I, would, I would like this. Yeah, I would like to play this game. So, uh, in a, as a consolation prize, they uh, unveiled another night. Um, okay. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Folks, that's our news this week. Uh, let's take a break right here and hear from our sponsor, Manscaped. Nintendo Dads is brought to you by Manscaped. Now, this holiday season, ladies and gentlemen, I'm giving thanks to our friends over at Manscaped. Do I tell my extended family that I have the Performance Package 4.0 from the global leader in men's below-the-belt grooming? Not to mention that it also includes a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to tame my bush and score brownie points with the in-laws? 
Now, hey, listen, gift yourself Manscaped or potentially the man in your life who needs it. Join the over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with 20% off plus free shipping with the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, by going to manscaped.com. Now, maybe you're like, Justin, I know about the trimmer. I know about all these wonderful, wonderful tools they have. What else they got? Hey, I got you and Manscaped has got you because Manscaped has been busy and have just launched the refined body wash and two-in-one shampoo plus conditioner. Both feature Manscaped's signature scent and will help unlock your confidence this year. And let me tell you, I have been using the body wash. I absolutely love it. I love the smell of it. Man, it's fantastic. I'm going to be honest, you know, your boys and your body will feel so fresh and smell so oh fantastic. Um, so hey, start off your self-care routine with the ultimate body wash, shampoo, and conditioner. Again, head over to manscaped.com, enter the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, and get 20% off and free shipping. Thanks very much to Manscaped for the continued support, and back to you. All right, guys, let's talk about some events. <laughs> Uh, hey, yes, Mr. Timothy Alf. Sorry, just because uh, we were talking about game release updates and we posted it earlier and we were talking about Yacht Club games. They did announce that they finished development of the Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon this winter. So with the they did the development alongside with Vine 2D. Mm-hmm. So they announced that earlier about two hours ago. So we'll be seeing Shovel Knight. One way or another in the pocket oh, dungeon. And I believe that was announced for mobile and then it was announced for Nintendo Switch as well. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So it's going to be out there if you uh, absolutely want more Shovel Knight. <laughs> I uh, thought it looked Some fun. people do at this point. I would just like them to make, you know, like Shovel Knight 2. I'd be okay with that. Uh, so, guys, it is Extra Life Weekend. And... If you're listening to this on Friday, November 5th, we are beginning our weekend of Extra Life, raising money for kids in Children's Miracle Network hospitals all over the North American region uh, on at 6 p.m. Central Time uh, on today, Friday, November 5th. Uh, this is actually going to go on all weekend, all the way until Sunday evening uh, when Tim closes us out. And what we wanted to do right here for just a minute is sit in this pocket and talk about what we're going to be doing for extra life this year. So Friday night, 6 PM uh, central, I'm going to kick us off with 24 hours of video gaming from Friday at 6 PM to Saturday at 6 PM. Again, I'm going to mention all these games uh, in central time. Um, and you can extrapolate from there. Uh, as as I close out my time, Jesse will pick up right there for a couple of hours. Uh, he'll be in from six until eight. Uh, then Sam is going to pick up uh, pick up from the uh, Retro Logic podcast, uh, and he will go from eight until two a.m. Uh, from there uh, at two a.m., Nick and Sean from uh, the Game Pass News and Dad Crossing are going to pick up, and they're going to go until twelve p.m. Uh, that day. Uh, and then uh, Drew and Hambone Johnny from uh, Dads After Dark are going to pick up uh, with Mario Golf beers and birdies. I think this is really interesting. They're going to play Mario Golf. They both agreed to donate uh, during their live stream 
Uh, for every birdie, 50 cents. For every eagle, uh, $1. For every hole-in-one, $5. Then Nick and Drew are going to come back and close us out on uh, Sunday with Tim beginning at 5 p.m. Central and running until 11 p.m. And Justin is going to be sprinkled in uh, all weekend long. He's going to come hang out with me and play some Fortnite and do mm-hmm. some things uh, like that. Justin, where else are you going to show up? Have you got, got anywhere else confirmed? You know what? I haven't got anywhere else confirmed Justin yet. Justin sightings. Yeah, I haven't got anywhere else confirmed for sure, but I do know. So for a great example, Marty, I'm joining you tomorrow night, midnight Mountain Standard Time, 1 a.m. Central. You and I are jumping on for a couple hours of Fortnite. I'm going to keep you awake. I'm going to help you grind up, get get you some dubs, right? We're going to throw back some Monster Energy drinks, and I'm going to oh, yeah. make some poor decisions in my life, right? So I'm excited for that. It's okay, because uh, after you make that poor decision, you can go to bed. I know. It's exactly uh, I've still got exactly. another, you know, 12 hours. I know that. you do. And so, I appreciate, I appreciate you for doing that. Uh, so, so yeah, right I'm going to jump in at some other spots if I can, for sure. Okay. So cool. I wanted to, to, to let folks know where we are right now. Uh, folks, our Nintendo dads, 2021 extra life team goal is $4,000. And currently we are sitting at $740 already raised before anyone plays a single game. Uh, I am uh, my personal goal uh, is $2,750. I've raised 505 of that. Uh, if you would like to uh, be a part of that uh, right here as you're watching us, if you're watching this live or you're listening, uh, you can head over to extralife.org, extra-life.org, and just search for Nintendo Dads or search for my name, search for Tim, whoever, uh, Jesse. Uh, let's, let's, let's go to our team here. Let's go to our team roster. Uh, myself, Tim, uh, third strongest mole, that's Sam uh, from Retrologic, uh, Nick Metzger from Game Pass News and Dad Crossing, and Elvis Sanchez, otherwise known as Mecha Dragon 101, coming in uh, on the team as well. And you can join the team. We don't mind you joining the team if you'd like to stream this weekend or next weekend or whenever you can. For extra life, just be sure you use our team um, URL that you'll get from joining up over at extra-life.org. Uh, if you search Nintendo Dads, and uh, your total will be added to our total, and everyone will be happy, especially the kids that are going to be taken care of because uh, you help raise money or you donate. And uh, there's so many in our community that have already donated. Uh, and even if you've already donated, whatever, I hope you'll tune in. Uh, starting tomorrow, uh, 5 p.m. Mountain Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, I will be kicking off with Mega Man 4. I always kick my stream off with a Mega Man game, and so I've done two, I've done three. It's time to do Mega Man 4. Uh, we're going to have a great time. Uh, there, There's so much. There, there's tons of stuff that's going to be going on uh, during that time. Um, we're going to play community games tomorrow night, a uh, little bit later, so you can get the kids in bed. We're going to be playing some Mario Kart and Jackbox. Uh, we'll finish the stream off on Saturday afternoon in the afternoon with Among Us. Uh, and if you hop into Discord while you're playing, if you're one of our Patreon uh, members, if you hop into Discord and hit up the Let's Play channel, your audio is going to be on the stream as well, so they'll be able to hear you. It's going to be a blast. Um, Dan, I, like Dan from Retrologic, I know you're out there. Uh, I'm expecting tomorrow night there's a game on Jackbox Party Pack 8 called Drawful Animated. 
I really, really expect to see Sonic the literal stick of dynamite make an appearance. Nice. And 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 just for those that are, that, are, that are that are wondering, you're like, okay, hey, so so what if I can't donate? What if I can't uh hey, listen, here's all you gotta do. Just tune in. And where are you tuning yes. in? You're tuning in on Twitch. We are on Twitch. We are streaming and co-streaming all of our content, right? Same with uh, on YouTube. And I believe, Jesse, we've got the plugin to run on Facebook now, right? Yep. So we are going to be everywhere. So even if you're like, hey, I don't, I don't listen, I don't, I can't afford to donate. That's okay. We're all in our own financial situations. You do what's best for you, but maybe you can watch. Maybe you can drop in a comment. Maybe you can cheer on someone. Maybe you can share with a friend. You can promote, encourage others. Man, this community is all about bringing people together and supporting and encouraging each other. So even just showing up and being like, awesome job, Marty. Keep going. Way to go. Congratulations, Jesse. Awesome job, Sam. Just be there. I'm glad you said that. Like, you don't know how much that, like two things keep you going during these streams. Number one is donations. Cocaine is another. No. Okay. Sorry. My bad. I assumed. You're going, Justin. This is not Mega Dad's Extra Life. Right, sorry. This is Nintendo <laughs> Dad's Extra Life, okay? So, so two things keep you going. Number one, it's those encouraging messages like you just talked about. The other part is donations. Seeing that uh, notification come across your screen uh, that you've gotten another donation, being able to read that out. We're going to thank all of our donation partners uh, during the stream as well. Uh, and and listen, if you're still on the fence, um we're giving away some pretty, pretty oh, cool prizes. man, are we? Uh, let me let me start with this. We're giving away game codes. We're giving away eShop money. We're giving away PDP accessories. They've sent us, guys, a 16-pound box of controllers and Pixel Pals. Big thanks to our friends at PDP. Oh, my gosh. They're so good every year to do that. Uh, Manscaped sent us one of their Performance Pack 4.0s mm-hmm. uh, that you just talked about earlier in uh, when we broke for an ad. That will be sent to somebody. Uh, we're gonna. We're every pack is gonna get uh, some of these cool uh, Nintendo Dad stickers uh, that we have printed up. Everybody is gonna get. Uh, you know, uh, if you, it's any donation amount. All right. So if you give five dollars, you give ten dollars, you give a dollar, you're gonna get your name entered for every donation you make. To do that, and and Tim, are you gonna talk about the coolest prize that we've got? Nope. Is that why you're I'm leaving that to you. I was going to mention something else, but go ahead. Okay, so here's the deal. One of our patrons, Bruce Patterson, native of Canada. Great Canadian. You know what I'm saying? He's a, he's a freaking hero, eh? Just yeah, a real champ this, up here. I'm going to tell you this. He's been working on this project for years, literal years. He's been trying to get this done uh, at work, using some time that he had. He has made... A one-of-a-kind Triforce out of steel that yep. he has grinded, cut, grinded down, and polished. If you want to see a picture of it, you can head over our Twitter account right now. That's at Nintendo Dads. We're going to be giving away that to one lucky winner. Whatever the donation is, you're going to be entered to win that. Uh, unfortunately, if you are a family member of the Nintendo Dads, or you're on one of our shows, you can't win, right? And, like, I want to win. Like, I really want to win this Triforce, but I was going to pull together so much money because, so I can get every dollar in account for right, being a draw. Uh, you know, here's here's the thing. The hope is always that he's got another one that he squirreled away, and he's going to, you know, he's going to send that. So we can't, 
it wouldn't be fair. So we've got people right. who are donating from outside the community or inside the community that are not part of their shows. Uh, and so we're not going to give uh, prizes to show hosts or family or anything like that. Uh, if your family wants to join you, the, your prize is that you're raising money and it's going to be uh, you're, you're helping kids. Yep. Tim, you had something about Extra Life. Let it yeah, I always say that make sure you also tune in to each one of these shows because sometimes each show host does something crazy that and gives a prize away that's not on the list. They say, hey, somebody donates uh, right now this amount or or within the hour, I'll send you this. So uh, be sure you're listening at those times, too, because I actually have a prize that I'm going to be giving during my time that's not on this list. Can you give us a little hint? <laughs> if you have an OLED switch and you've been eyeballing a case of sorts for it, I have a Skull & Company uh, white case and grips that I'll be giving away during my uh really my six hours of show time. that's awesome that's awesome <laughs> Jesse also I think you have some prizes that we've had but we've not given away what did what do you have I I have uh uh four flip grips and I also have another of the the manscaped packages so we'll have two to give away awesome Justin is also going to give away uh, him taking his shirt off if we meet our team goal. Is that right? That's where my money's going. That's where it's going. Oh, wait, did I did I have myself with, with, unmuted there? Sorry. With end ads, <laughs> with end ads using the Manscaped trimmer to take off the chest hair, written in like twenty twenty one. You heard it. It's happening. That's it's even happening. better. Than ads twenty one in the chest hair. And then if we if okay. we if we reach our goal, Tim and I look look donations right now. Can we like even like something right now? Yeah. Somebody go oh, donate ten why bucks. Do, why don't we do this? What like if somebody donates right now, maybe or in the net before the end of the show, why don't we just enter, enter in for a draw for a giveaway? You got some you got some sweet gear right there right now, Marty, don't you? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Somebody <laughs> makes a donation right here as we're recording. Uh, we'll call you out. We'll shout you out, and we will enter you in a drawing. Yeah, if I see if it pop up let's, phone, let's do this. We'll let's do this. Any, Anyone that's anyone that's entered in the last hour between now and between the end of the show. How does that sound? Because I think someone said I just donated right before I volunteered to do a prize. So no, that's no, that's good. Yeah. Sometime in the last hour. Let's do that. There's been people donating all day today for Marty's. And then uh, somebody actually donated to each of the people on our team today. Awesome. And also if we reach Bruce, actually, I think if we reach if we reach our team goal, Tim and I will destroy our taste buds. Yes, I've chip. been warned. I've been warned. Oh, about oh and I thing. forgot that too. If I meet my goal, I have this can of flaming hot Mountain Dew that uh, we're going to refresh <laughs> ourselves with, as well as some ghost pepper potato chips. Have you um, you not, brought the Mountain not Dew? Not my thing. favorite have you, thing. Have you tried the ginger snap Mountain Dew? Have you seen that abomination? Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's a ginger snap Mountain Dew. What ginger no, snap? No, hold Dew. on, where do you get this? It's it was at our gas station. So, uh, so the only one that I've seen is the exclusive Kroger thrashed apple Mountain Dew that tastes like a green Jolly Rancher. Oh, wow, I have not seen that one. That one, Dave, like Dave Moore, who's part of the snack network, he's done a tasting of it live actually of this gingerbread thing, and it looks horrible. 
Oh the, man, the, it's so the, good. It's so snap good. One. Yeah, the ginger snap Come one. Come on. Yeah. It's yeah. Oh, the, oh, the ginger snap. No, the, the ginger the, snap. I was talking the about one. the apple. You know what? I'm I've got a case of it at home. I will I'll break them out and that'll come there you to go. you, Justin. I'll send you a you I'll gotta, you a, you gotta uh, try to find the ginger snap one just to okay. just to say you tasted it and you can make I, a weird I tried taste. those new Baja flavors this summer. Not good. See, I like Not the good. Baja flavors. I like, like I, I like the Baja Blast. It's good. It's it's my favorite Mountain Dew. But yeah, the, that's the one. I'm they had like the Baja Punch and the. Mm. We are the most off the rails that we have been for a while. <laughs> no, we, no, we're not. This is so important. Uh, right. the, the Mountain listen, Dew every, is going to keep Justin, us alive. This the weekend. more <laughs> the more that we slide down the hill off the rails, it keeps us away from Jesse's Pokemon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like it. I'm doing this point. for you. Uh, but it's anyway, head over to Extra Life, uh, extra-life.org. Make a donation before the end of the show. Uh, we'll enter you in to win a, a, a prize. It's going to be awesome. But until then, it is really t- – oh, Tim's raising his hand. All right. I just wanted to make sure it's nice and easy for everybody to get you. Remember, if you can't find us, just go to our website, nintendodads.org. And okay. on the homepage in the upper left corner, there's a link to go right to our – extra life page yeah it all says right. join our team here but from that page you can also donate from there as well yes hold, hold up guys we we did get one donation i'm seeing here now we're up to 750 dollars uh raised uh and i'm not able to see that donation for some reason i just see that it's i can see it hold on i'll look it up who is it we, we're just going to shout them out right here on the show yep i'm looking and it's gonna be we'll like out. anonymous it appears to be. Should I poke Elvis. a minute while he's looking? Oh, he's okay. He found it. It's Elvis. Ooh. Elvis. Oh, Mega Dragon. dude. Thank you so much. Very much appreciated. You're in the drawing to win a prize pack. Uh, I'll say this too, guys. That $10 donation moved our team rank overall from like 930 to 915. Are we still beating the Mega Dads? <laughs> no, oh. not yet. No, yeah, the, they had not a yet. big. They had a big campaign where they beat themselves up with with early donations. Yeah. So, but so Megadads have raised three thousand two hundred fifty two dollars so far of their total, uh, which is thirty five hundred. Uh, but there's a there's a lot of money to still come in. I mean, there's a lot of um, yeah. And they still got their this graphic. weekend themselves. Man, can I just say this? Like we do this competition every year with Mega Dads, where we kind of slander them and <laughs> slam them. But man, they have put in the work this they, year, they, and they put in the extra effort this year to make sure they could say they beat the Nintendo Dads. Listen, it's not listen, over yet, but I'm saying they a- <laughs> they have done a fantastic yeah. job promoting it and raising money. Yes, if they win, yeah. I'm not even going to be mad. Yeah, yeah, they they their team like every time they. Did raise two hundred dollars. They were able to get. They issued a challenge to one of their team members. So, like one of that Adam's first challenges was go Yay. to a Target dressed as Spider Man and sing the Spider-Man theme song. And getting raided by the Nintendo Pals. Woo! So, so they had all sorts. Like one of them, I think John sent someone a mermaid outfit that he went to the beach yet and. Wow. So they they and it just things <laughs> I think things escalated. I did I haven't kept track of everything they've done. Awesome. <laughs> 
Well, guys, uh, as we round this out, just be sure to tune in this weekend on Twitch, on YouTube, on our Facebook page uh, for lots of extra life. Uh, and be sure to, I mean, just keep it locked there all weekend. Uh, sh- if you can't donate, share it with people. Make sure people know about it. Uh, the, the real winners of this are not the people that get the prizes or us. The focus is on the kids that are going to uh, be benefited, the benefit from the money that, that you donate. And y'all, uh, I, I am a testimony of what goes on at these hospitals because one of my kids was in one. Uh, my daughter was in a Labonner Children's Hospital with, uh, when she was two months old uh, with whooping cough and she almost died. Uh, and they, they saved her life. I mean, it was, they gave her the, the best, it was the best that we've ever been treated at a hospital. Yeah. Uh, and so um, that's why I do this. That's why I want us to, I push us so hard to, to, to do this is because, you know, um, yes, my hospital benefits when you give, but all the hospitals we're playing for benefit. Yep. Um, Each individual out, has their own hospital that they pick. Yeah. Um, I, but, and we have our all overall goal just to try to donate. Yep. Yeah. I found out uh, right before I, I kind of started the big push for my fundraiser this year uh, that I was $9 away from having raised six thousand dollars for Labonner, uh, I would love to be able to push that higher. And and I mean, we've already crossed that goal, and we're yeah. now we're marching towards seven thousand. How incredible would it be to be like, yeah, you've like we've been able to give ten thousand dollars to this hospital, right. uh, as well as the others. I mean, I can't I can't even imagine. Um, it's going to be a fun weekend. That's our prize right there. We might yeah. not be able to get these other cool prizes. Our prize is to be able to say <laughs> our that. prize yeah. is given to the kids. And that's what extra life is always all, all about. Yes. So tune in this weekend, uh, share it. We would love to have your support. Uh, you obviously can donate at extra-life.org uh, and search Nintendo dads or like Tim said, just head over to Nintendo dads.org and click on the extra life banner. And it'll take you to our page and you can donate to any one of our uh, five players on our team uh, helps us reach our goal. We would love to, we'd love everybody, everybody that signed up. We would love to have them hit hundred percent. Yes. Uh, before the end of the weekend. So uh, if you see somebody that's already done that, send your route, your donation to someone else um, and help them reach that goal. Makes them feel good. Jesse, it's now officially time for your poker minutes. I hate you all. This, this will be shorter compared to last week's. Uh, the next section of the special research story, Misunderstood Mischief, unlocks to Friday morning at uh, 10 a.m. local time. The final part will unlock during Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, trainers that finish this story before the 29th, when the event ends, will gain access to another special event that will have something to do with Hoopa. Trainers that fail to complete the story event on time can still unlock that extra event, Hoopa event, by paying $5. Hmm. Gotcha. And I think that's fair. You know, a lot of people are complaining that, oh, this this game keeps, you know, taking money. I'm like, well, here, you have a chance to not pay as long as you're keeping up with the story. And these these story elements are, you can only be done in an hour or less. Uh, as they unlock, if you've been keeping up, though finding like ghost types and dark types are going to hard now with now that Halloween's over. But if you have been keeping up, then it should be pretty simple to do. Gotcha. That was 
about a minute or less. So let's move into what we've been playing. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's see. Who's up here? Tim. God, you wrote a book. So uh, why don't we talk about what you've been playing first? Oh, it's not it, that bad. It's only is this three I've work? been here for two weeks. Is, it, is this three weeks worth of games? <laughs> not really, because I haven't been able to play as much as you think I would after three weeks. But uh, uh, I I wasn't able to be on the show two weeks ago when I beat Metroid Dread, but I did beat it. Uh, Sammy also beat it as well. And, of course, he always says hi to you guys uh, and to hey, the community Sammy. as well. Um, but, uh, he was so thrilled when he beat it. Cause it, it was, it, this is a tough game for us gamers who don't play as good as some of y'all. So, <laughs> so it, it took me 16 hours to be, beat the game. It took Sammy less, I think maybe 12 hours if I remember correctly. Uh, but still love the game. It's definitely on my go- game of the year list. Um, and we'll be talking about that. I'm sure next month, uh, disco Elysium. I played a little bit of that, uh, and I also have a video of what I played. I actually streamed that one, and it was a lot of fun to stream because a lot of people showed up. I think uh, Hambo and Johnny, I think, was there too, but um, and I forget who else. Even some people who don't come to our shows normally was on YouTube watching and helping me get through it, uh, like this guy named Caesar. He was just telling me how much fun he's been having with the game. So Disco Elysium is definitely – it's an RPG, but – Definitely different from any other RPG I've played as far as story beats go and stuff like that. And it was very interesting to play. And it was very fun, actually, to play with people watching. I thought it would be I thought people would be kind of bored. But people were having fun with the choices I was making and telling me, you know, some things I should do or whatever. So and it's definitely aesthetically different game than some of the others I played. So uh, something to check out Uh, again, Disco Elysium, the final cut. Uh, I also played uh, the Crisis Trilogy. I streamed that one, I believe, as well, because uh, I opened up each game to show whoever was around watching it. And it's also recorded, so you can go back and watch the replay. Uh, but I went into each game, even though we, we got Crisis Remastered, uh, the first one, and I did that review, I think, almost a year ago. I did that video. Uh, I reopened that one just to get a feel for the game again, show everybody what it looks like, and then and then went to uh, Crisis 2 Remastered and then Crisis 3 Remastered. And you can see that even though all three games were remastered, each game progressively looked better as well as, you, as I opened them up and got into it. But I think that even though I didn't finish the first game, I think I'm going to probably jump into Crisis 2 Remastered right away when I go back to playing that game because the storyline seemed to be very interesting about uh, just good old government conspiracies and some alien conspiracies and all that kind of stuff. So it seemed like it'd be kind of fun. Tetris 99, of course, I played that and completed uh, my run to get the Metroid Dread uh, theme for Tetris 99. And that is the theme that it will live on forever until maybe Metroid 4, Prime 4 has a theme. but that's what I'll, it'll be living on from this point on. Um, and that was a lot of fun. I actually got to it pretty quickly. Um, so Gas Guzzlers, uh, I played that game. Uh, I think it's actually called Gas Guzzlers Extreme. 
Um, it's a car combat game, and I also have a video out on that uh, on the Nintendo Dash channel of my uh, Let's Play of that. It's actually a lot more fun uh, as I keep playing it, but I was a little disappointed when I first started playing it because I found out it's only a one-player game and not a local couch co-op type game or even online. It doesn't have any online features. It's a straight-up one-player racing game but has car combat elements in, in it so um uh if i were to compare it to anything else maybe some uh well a little bit of twisted metal of course because of the car combat um and then probably some split second because of the environments the involved environments maybe not blown up so much but uh uh, just the feel of it, the combat and the storyline of that is kind of military-esque where you get recruited by the military to help with these car combat races and stuff. So it's actually got a story. <laughs> so it's pretty fun though. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it. It's a good, it's a good racer. Uh, I think it's I think I said this in the video, but it, it is $50, a little bit on the expensive side, I think, for what I was expecting for only being one player. But if you're into racing games and you're in the combat stuff, it's a pretty good pickup and maybe just add it to your wish list if you prefer to wait for a sale on that. Genesis games. I've been playing those since it released on NSO. Uh, I haven't touched any of the N64 games. In fact, I was talking about this with the... Uh, with the retro logic guys. Cause I was on the show with them this past week uh, talking about my experience a little bit with the Genesis games on NSO because this is why I like the NSO stuff. Uh, and I know you guys had, you guys talked about this all last week, but for, for me, I was all in on the NSO because Genesis and N64 games, I'm not nostalgic for, but I didn't get to play. So I'm looking forward to trying out these games. I didn't get to play. Uh, so it gives me that option without having to go buy it anywhere or emulate it anywhere, even though these are emulated. Not going to get into that. It's still, I have been having a lot of fun with the Genesis games in uh, handheld mode, not on the TV, but in handheld mode. It's, it's working out with the Joy-Cons and all that kind of stuff. The two games I've been focusing on lately is Strider and Sonic 2, and I'm in the Aquatic Runs Ruin, excuse me, the, the um, Aquatic Ruin in Zone 2. Uh, so I made it that far, which is farther than I made even in Sonic 1, I think. <laughs> I think I even got the zone 2 in Sonic 1. So, uh, which I think and, helps with this is the uh, save states. So that's that's what I yeah. Str Strider's just a fantastic train wreck, isn't it? It's fantastic looking game for its time, but man, it is, it is something to behold. <laughs> I was playing it the other night because I remember when I first got a Sega Genesis as a kid. Yeah. That was a game that I had seen so much about in like EGM magazine. Right. Yeah. Same and here. I was like, oh, man, I want this game so badly. Never could find it. I wonder like rent it first or whatever, but yeah. it's one of those really early Genesis games. Nobody really picked up it uh wow it's um man yeah it's it's There's tough to play happening and you're just like Not what great. is going on yeah it's and i don't know if it's because of the joy cons the controllers and all that kind of stuff and just not having a d-pad too but uh i could switch that d i can switch out that left see i've got it i've got this the sega pad i've got the you know okay I yeah one. i managed to get one so i've i've been playing it with that 
Right. And it still just doesn't like, no. ooh, okay. it's, it's. Well, I was, I was also, we were talking again, like I said, on that retrologic show that I could use the, uh, the Genesis um, mini USB plug, uh, joy, uh, joy, um, not on the controller. I can just plug that in when I have it docked and try and use it that way. Yeah, that's true. So I might try that, but yeah, it is, it is a little bit harder to control. So I've been playing more of the Sonic two, just trying to get an understanding of why so many people love Sonic. Cause I don't want to knock it just in and say, I knock it cause I didn't play it. You know, I want to give it a chance. So. The, the thing I find about Genesis games is that there's a good majority <laughs> of those who, when you play them, like you, you're like, you you guys cut some corners here. Right. <laughs> like, you, you yeah. know, I mean, I know there's a legion of people out there who love Sega Genesis games and I'm not, I'm not trying to knock that because I, I, I have nostalgia for them too, right. but the, there's, there's a glaring, uh, glaringly obvious like um, issue with the sound chip. And I mean, there's just a lot, but, but Sonic two is good. Yeah. Sonic it's been, it's playing very well for me. It's just I'm I've had to learn and I t- again talking about this with RetroLogic guys, I had to learn that it's you can't play Sonic like a Mario game. It's totally different and it's all about the speed and all that kind of stuff. So oh, yeah. Um so that's why I'm trying to keep that in mind when playing it. So and then finally I've been playing Animal Crossing New Horizons of course because of the uh 2.0 updates. Um, and loving it. I've been digging it and I'm already starting to make plans for some of the reworking I'm going to do on my island. Um, I got, I just updated my checklist so I can go in every day to check it, you know, get the Harvey's Island updated. Um, and Blurpy just asked me if I had enough Nook Miles. Yes, I checked my Nook Miles. I had plenty of Nook Miles to be able to I get all the things. Harbs, yeah, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, so Harv's was awesome to be able to, I, I the first one, I think a lot of people were recommending the um, the dad crossing guys were recommending start with leaf. Um, but I actually started with uh, red uh, or whatever they he, he's going to be calling his trailer uh, or his shop because I need the artwork. I need to get that more artwork in my museum. So, and I got, I got uh, um, what's his name opening up his cafe tomorrow for me so brewster 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 thank you yeah it's gonna be going the museum's closed tomorrow and it's the next day okay sorry i was able how how does brewster show up you have to go in and uh talk to the uh museum um blathers blathers thank you i i'm bad with names you can tell (laughs) but yeah i talk with blathers and then he's then he's talks to you about going to find brewster because he was trying to find him. Nobody seems to find him since he closed his last cafe. Uh, then he needs to be found because he's got an idea about opening a cafe at the museum. So you got to go talk to um, Blathers first before you go on uh, Captain's boat ride. So, and that's something that I learned actually from the Dad Crossing guys too as well. I think it was hmm. Nick who experienced that first uh, and said, yeah, I should have talked to Blathers first. So... Uh, go talk to Blathers first, then go on the boat ride. <laughs> then you'll find at the island you go on, you'll find Brewster there. And you'll talk to him about coming to the island and then so on and so forth. He'll, he'll kind of like make you a promise and you go back and talk to talk to him and 
talk yeah, to one others, and they'll be like, others. "Oh, okay, so I'll shut the museum down yep. tomorrow, and he can show up." Yes. So there's still. I, I'm actually glad, and I think Jesse, you alluded to talking about this more, but I'm actually glad there's they released 2.0 early, and so it gives me time to get familiar with these new parts before I get the DLC. Yeah, I'm, so. Well, that's what I saw someone on Twitter. I forget who. Sorry, but uh, meant say is they they don't think Nintendo dropped it early. I think they planned on dropping it on the third to give mm-hmm. people time to get things geared up, so you can have Brewster's open on the fifth or the sixth. Yeah, yeah, and that makes sense. So because I, I feel pretty good at being able to check all this stuff out and do that kind of stuff. So I also saw somebody say, you know, we that like. Maybe you want to experience this a little slow this time because we burned through about 200 hours of content and about some people in about a month when it yes. came out. And then they were like, oh, it's, there's not enough. Well, th- this is it, folks. Yeah. This is right. it for Animal Crossing on the Switch, at least this this version. Right. So Have fun uh, with if it. You, yeah. If you need some, if you need some time, like if you need some stuff, well, I look at it this way too. If if you got a community like ours, excuse me, like well, while you're trying to you know to work together on it, then you know you're going to be paced about the same. So that's good if you got a community of people you're working with and stuff like that. But don't don't try to keep up with the internet because you're not going to. Right, <laughs> you're going to ruin it for yourself. It's not going to happen. So that's all the games I've been playing and on deck. I can't talk about it much, but I do have star Wars Knights of the old Republic and we'll have a video releasing on 11, 11 of, of that gameplay. So keep an eye out for that. Awesome. Uh, Jesse, what have you been playing? Right. So I picked up voice of cards, the Isle dragon roars last week when it launched and uh, I heard it was kind of on the short side. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. I, it was like 30, 20 or $30. So I wasn't expecting large, so it um, like someone said they finished it in eight hours. I'm like, okay, well, I didn't take. It took me longer than that. Uh, I think mine was closer to fifteen the first time through, and I was enjoying it great up up until like the last two hours. <laughs> the like the like the last say two or three chapters, the pacing kind of slowed down a bit. It, when they start when the dungeons were towers. Or, or where you had, it was like multiple levels. So things really slowed down a bit when it, when it got there. And then I started having some technical, technical problems. So like really early on the game, hard crashed once and it never happened again. But during combat, the game soft locked on me three times, like in the middle of an animation where I, I can still hear music. I can still go into the menus. I can. But I just couldn't do anything, so I had a like force quit relaunch, and in most cases, I didn't lose much cont- status. But one of the con- times was during the final boss, where I would have won in two rounds. And this this is like the third fight of a sequence of fights where you can't save in the middle, so I had to do that entire sequence over again. So. My, at the time, I said, this was definitely going to be in my top 10. Probably won't be. Uh, after thinking about it, after stopping, when I was I finished playing it and thought about it, I think it'll be up there again, but it just won't be as high. Okay. 
Like it'll be near the bottom of my top. I was going to say, man, it tainted it that much. It dropped off, but okay. Yeah. So just so, overall still. Yeah. It and okay. I, I, I don't know how many people are playing it. If anyone else is playing it, so I won't spoil it, but there are multiple endings and there is like a final best ending that you can get. And I did unlock it. And uh, I won't explain how yet. If someone wants to know, DM me. Uh, I can explain what you need to do. But um, when you beat the game the first time, it does unlock a new game plus that you carry over all of your gear, all of your money, all of your items, all of your, you know, the only thing you lose are basically the key items that you need to progress in the story anyway. And it gives you an item that stops random battles because you're already max XP at this point. You don't need random battles. The problem is, and it when a random battle would start, when it would be triggered, it still stops you saying, a monster approached, but then ran away. I'm like, no, just don't stop me. If I want to go from point A to point B when I shouldn't have random battles, don't interrupt it. Just let me run from, let me make the beeline to where I want to go. And so it was kind of disappointing for, for that. You know, yeah, true. It didn't give me a random battle, but it still stopped me in my tracks every time. Anyway, but uh, yeah, I still enjoyed it. It was. It, I, I would recommend it for people who like RPGs. You know, it does. As I, I think I talked about it when I talked about the demo. It doesn't use the cards at all in the battle system. It's just the visual aesthetic. It, it plays like your old school Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest game. You know, turn based, random battles. I think that's what was the the draw for a lot of people was that classic RPG play gameplay. Right. Because when they showed it off, it looked like it was going to be a card battler and that put right. me off. But when yeah. uh, uh, Blanco said, no, this is doesn't use the cards in the battle, then it, that got me interested and I played the demo and pre-ordered it right away when I was done with it. How's the music in it? It, it's it, it's pretty good. It does get a little repetitive. It's not a bit large variety of tracks, but I kind of okay. also didn't expect it, you know, being only a 12 to 15 hour game. Okay. <laughs> right. And most of the, near the end, I think I just lowered the, the lowered the background music anyway, because I was doing other things while I'm playing it. Okay. Okay. But again, it, it, I recommend it. Next game I was playing, uh, it's, Hex Seed, uh, H-E-X-C-E-E-D. It came out last week. It's it's free. It's kind of like Minesweeper on a hex grid. So instead of having eight adjacent uh, squares, it, it could have no, no more than six. Excuse me. Um, so and it starts off basically pretty simple like that, but as you go forward, it adds a few wrinkles to it, like it'll throw walls up. So, like if there's a you know a zero, normally I can just mark all six around it. That's it, those are safe spaces. But if there's a wall next to that zero, then what's on the other side of the wall is still unknown. Because there still could be a, a, a bad space there, but because of the wall, the zero doesn't count it. And you also have a few other things that'll add, 
like like red arrows, which instead of the six hexes around it, it just checks everything in a straight line. And it, it sometimes can go past your normal view. So you have, you're going to have to zoom out or scroll to see everything. And there can be multiple red arrows for you know, everything on this diagonal and this horizontal or for this vertical. And there's like cone shapes. So there's various other things that a game does to give to make it more complicated. And so it's, if it was just simple Minesweeper, but on hexes, I probably wouldn't like it as much, but this does add a little bit of extra challenge. So I'm liking it. So the reason why it's free, and you get like 500 puzzles for it for free. And that's still, it's, and to some people that's enough. And some people they'll never get that through that many puzzles, but how they're monetizing this is they have paid DLC, a, a new puzzle pack of about a hundred to 150 puzzles a month releasing the last Friday of each month. And it started on in October 28th when it, when it released. And so you can pay, a, you know, you can pay a dollar per month to get that puzzle pack. And this will go on for 12 months. So it'll end in September, the last Friday of September. So if you do it month by month, you pay $12 total. Or you can pay $9 for the season pass and get it all. I haven't decided yet if because normally when I stop playing a game, I don't get back into it. I don't know if, you know, I think in time having an additional 12 or 1300 puzzles probably is, would be appealing. I probably will pay for, pay for it this time. I haven't done it yet. So I think that was, that was an interesting way to sell the game. That does so, sound again, interesting. So if you're, un, uh, if, if you're unsure yeah. about it, it's free. Give it a give it a try. Different way to do free to play. Hmm. G Acres says, "Sounds like Uncle Jesse's puzzle minute." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, okay. I mean, you know. Okay. The last game I want to talk about is actually a ROM hack of a Zelda two game. This is some I don't know. I forget the name of who created it, but he worked on it for like a year and a half. And this is thanks to uh, Jason B from our Discord who bringing it to my attention. Uh, it's called Zelda Two Amita's Curse. So it uses the Zelda Two engine, but pretty much all the music is revamped. All, most of the art is revamped. The world maps are revamped. The dungeons are revamped. And it it does a lot of it cleans up a lot of the problems the original game had like there's no random battles in the overworld so you can explore and check every every square to see if there's something hidden in there they still will have the action cells that will trigger a a, a sequence a scrolling sequence where you have to do fight that's fine because you need still need to gain XP somehow. And it sounds like it has a, a mo more than just the six dungeons. I forget how many. So not every dungeon even has a boss. And it's, the XP system is similar. So I think I'm up to like six six seven or six seven seven for my my stats of uh, attack, defense, and life. I think that's how that worked. I forgot. But uh, anyway, uh, I've I finished four dungeons. Um, work. I just found the entrance to the fifth, and it it, it does 
because there are no maps to the, the, around this game is relatively new, only releasing a week ago. So there aren't any maps around. So you're really kind of figuring things out on your own. And so I, I got lost a few times and it was in dungeon four. I ended up forgetting a key I, or I, and so I couldn't figure out how to open the last door to uh, get the, the, the dungeon item. But so I, the, uh, the, the author of the, of, of the, ROM hack kind of gave me a assistance showing me where the last key was. Otherwise I would still be stuck there, but I'm, I'm enjoying that. You know, I'm not, I, because of how the legalities of such a game, I can't share where I got it, but if you search, you can definitely, you can find where you can download the patch and with instructions and how to patch a normal Zelda two game into this version of this game. Interesting. Hmm. And, you know, I think most people, it's, most people are playing it on an emulator. I've actually loaded it on my modded NES classic, which kind of has the drawback of, I can't update it and save my progress. I tried I, the, the ver- version version I started with was 1.2 and the person has put out some bug fixes up to 1.4 released yesterday or today and i tried extracting my save state loading 1.4 and then loading my save state onto that and it didn't take so yeah i think if i was if i was playing it on the piece on an emulator then something is like that is easier to do so there's a little warning for people who want to give this a try it might be better to play it in an emulator versus loading it on your classic all righty justin you're up. What you been playing? Games and like what the Galaxy. What is going on, with Justin? Justin's yeah. dying. You're just uh, sitting there, bud. Max Headroom, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just said he'd been playing games. Yes. So, uh, oh, there he is. Oh, and there he goes. <laughs> and there he goes. Well, cool. while he's getting that figured out, I'll just say this real quick. I forgot to mention that I also have been playing on my PC, Age of Empires 4, through the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate PC, or the, the Ultimate Pass on my PC. So, and I've been having... I, I loved Age of Empires and Age of Empires 2, so I was really excited to check this out, and I got to play it on, on my PC, and it's it's a lot of fun. Can All you right. hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah, we can hear you now. Okay. So I got and five then he games, games within two minutes. More. <laughs> die again? <laughs> it's it keeps going in and out there a little bit. Like it just can't handle you. I don't know why it just can't handle you, Justin. <laughs> there's there's just too much mass. It's like there's an overload on uh, his, uh, his his eyes are moving. Yeah, I see eyes moving. <laughs> yeah, you might need to kill kill Zoom, relaunch, and rejoin the call. Yeah, we'll be here. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> yeah. I, well, while he's gone, I'll go ahead and talk about what I've been playing because it's it's very minimal. I've been playing on Animal Crossing uh, a lot, like you, Tim. I'll jump back in. Uh, in, at, in kind of at the 
about a week ago ahead of the 2.0 update, I knew I needed to get the roaches out and clean up some weeds and stuff like that. So I went back and uh, none of my villagers had moved. And so that's good and everything. I'm back in uh, eager for the update. And then uh, I've been playing Fortnite, leveling up. Uh, I believe I'm level 68 now for this season. I'm just still not feeling this season. It's not all that great. Um, a lot of the tie-in skins have been kind of iffy. And like, at, like tonight, they just released a new League of Legends skin. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> um, I haven't re-downloaded Fortnite since I got my OLED. I have not I'm still waiting for the Samus skin. Like, it seems like such a shoe-in. If I that comes, they, that'll probably get that'll probably get me back to download it for sure. I, I don't really understand why they they've not really pursued that, but okay, it's I mean we're we're okay. Uh, and uh, I've been playing um, some N sixty four games and, and Genesis games. Um, been playing a lot of Sonic too, so I'm a little bit further than you. I think I'm I'm almost to the end of the game. Uh, very thankful for the. Uh, research uh, for the rewind feature. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm really thankful for that. So uh, anyway, that's what I've been playing. And Justin's not back yet. Justin's not back yet. So we'll just tell you what he's been playing, and then we'll oh, move wait. on. Oh, oh, hold up, just in time. Woo. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Nope. Yeah, we can again. hear you, then it goes. <laughs> it sounded like this. Can you hear me? <laughs> Alright, just killer. go go ahead. Try to go through your games. Let's see. Let's hear it. You're, it's your turn. All right. I got five games. First one, Guardians of the Galaxy. Still loving it. It's awesome. I recommend it. Yes, it's a cloud version. Come at me, bro. Leave me alone. Next. Metroid Dread. I finally killed a boss that I was stuck on. I'm happy about that. I'm probably 75% done. I love this game. It'll be in my game of the year contending contendership for sure. Next, Toonshade. It's on our YouTube channel right now. It's a hand-drawn, beat-em-up, side-scrolling, couch co-op game. It's a lot of fun. Really cool. It's got some roguelike pieces. Just came out of the eShop. I'd recommend it. Check it out if you like couch co-op brawlers. It might be good for um, Extra Life. Uh, if you're playing with some people. So Marty might be one to think about world war Z based on the hit movie world war Z. Uh, it's very cool. Actually, if you like kind of horde games, um, zombie flicks, this is a very, very cool game. You can drop in and out. It's got private um, and public online matches. It's got offline matches. You can jump into episodes and support players. They have a bunch of different um, game modes. Very accessible. I will say my experience has been I haven't been able to... Um, when I jumped on and played, there wasn't a lot of a community people to play with. Um, and when I finally did play the game I was playing, I was pretty sure I was playing with bots. Um, but I will tell you that like, you know, you get that that anxiety of being swarmed. You feel like you're going to lose. Zombies are everywhere all around you. Um, this is a game that was ported to the Switch by Saber Interactive. Um, I'm shocked it happened uh, because I will say when you put like, they don't just talk about like one or two zombies. Like it is a swarm of zombies. There is some definitely like some pixelation and some draw distance 
challenges as you get close to them um, that had to be kind of compromised. But overall, when you talk about gameplay and fun, which is really what matters, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's a very cool experience. So I'd, so I'd recommend that one as well. Did and you play that docked or in handheld? That was all docked. Yeah, okay. fully docked. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, and then the other one, I don't know if it was talked about here, but Mario Party Superstars. Uh, I was playing that all oh, weekend yeah, with my family and uh, we had an absolute great time. I think that it, and I got a video on our YouTube channel about it as well. Uh, I think the problems that they've had with Mario party in the past, they did a great job fixing some of those gaps and some challenges. Uh, there's still, I wish there was a couple more boards. Um, wish there was a couple of different characters. Uh, wish you had some more mini games, but like, I mean, it's Mario party. You know what it is. But it's a ton of fun, and they and, with the, and they have made some really nice changes just to make that experience a little bit better, um, and find a little bit more value out of it. So I'd highly recommend it. We played it all weekend. The kids absolutely love it. One of my favorite features is that you can literally, if it's a twenty games, twenty turns in a match, you could stop at any time and like shut down the game and leave. And then if you cut, and I'm not just like putting your switch in sleep, like leave, leave. It saves where you were in those turns. And when you go back that board, it asks, do you want to continue where you were? And that is such a parent friendly move. Um, I mentioned our video on the Friday, my daughter wasn't feeling well. We had only got about five or six turns into a 20 turn game. So we didn't want to continue without her. So we shut it down, played a couple other games later. We came back. They were like, Hey, this, you were playing this board. Do you want to continue? Here's where everyone was. Do you want to jump in? That is such a great, great feature. I really hope that Nintendo cool. takes the time to actually like add more boards. I think this, you know, we've talked about what Mario party could be for the Nintendo switch, right? Like a, a, a game pass or a season pass. If you would free DLC, more boards, more mini games, more characters, um, I think that I really wish they would actually lean into that effectively here. Um, so my, my hope is that happens. So I've been absolutely loving it. If you're looking for a good holiday game for your family uh, this, this, uh, this winter, then, then World War Z is it. That is the game I'd recommend for your family family game with your kids. Uh, no, of course, it'd be, it'd be Mario Party. No doubt about that. I'm sure he's going to sell a ton at the holiday time as well. Highly, highly recommend it. We're loving it here. And big thanks to Nintendo for providing us a copy of that as well. Yeah, I've really enjoyed Mario Party too. I mean, uh, besides the fact that my uh, my kids both went to war over Mario Party the first time we played it, uh, which led to us uh, now starting every game that we've played since then with, if we hear any negativity, you're turning off and going to bed. So yeah, fun times at this this house. And I really um, lay down those ground rules there. <laughs> uh, I also played with them the other night and... Um, Everyone ended up with at least four stars on the horror land board. Uh, I finished the game with eight. It was wow. an absolute thrashing. Um, but we had fun. We had we had a good time. Uh, the kids were were excited about it. So yeah, um, we'll be playing some on Extra Life this weekend. So guys, that's what we've been playing. Let's move on and turn on the community spotlight, shall we? Do it. All right, all right, all right. So a few questions and things to mention. 
tonight. Uh, Tim, why don't you go ahead and run down what's going on uh, on the uh, Nindad's family of podcasts? Sure. Uh, give us a podcast update, and then we'll get to some questions. Sure thing. So through our podcast, our family of podcasts, we got first up Retro Logic. Uh, they have their weekly podcast and episode 56 is out there right now. And this was the episode I was on with them this past week. Um, I think I saw Sam mention in the chat that I missed podcasting so much. I had to come join them. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, the guys talked about video game remakes through the history and what they would do if they could peek into another dimension, which was a lot of fun to talk about. So I would, if you have any interest in that or want to join in that conversation, go listen to their podcast, go join their discord, um, and check them out over there and have that conversation. Also, don't forget, you can also go to www.retrologic.games and they have a blog there. Uh, Sam's done a latest blog on his three-part series for Nintendo Switch versus Virtual Console, which is a very interesting topic. Uh, he did three parts and he just released the third part, I think today. So go give that a read as well if, if you're interested in that topic. And I know we've all talked about that, uh, the virtual council and the progression of those type of games on the Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Dads After Dark, of course, they had their very special episode 69. I'm not going to go into details on why that's special, but with a spooky top eight countdown talking about Halloween movies, Halloween candies, and the Halloween mayhem results which everybody loves because they do a great job in leading our uh, monthly mayhem. So they also have indicated that we, they have something special in mind for mid November when the next monthly mayhem starts. So keep uh, your ears out for that and also follow them on, and in the discord as well. And they'll, uh, they usually get some clues there. We also have game pass news. They dropped episode 25 about a few days ago uh, and a pie-filled Sean and Nick chat about the upcoming news of GTA San Andreas being released on Game Pass. They throw around ideas about Microsoft IPs that should come to mobile gaming to battle the new Pikmin Bloom. Also, they throw trash at NSO's price compared to the cost of your Game Pass subscription. I think that was in response to you guys from last week <laughs> comparing it to Game Pass. Mm -hmm. uh, so have a listen to that. And also upcoming... They're dropped this Saturday for episode 26. They'll be talking about Sega and Microsoft early access to Forza. Or excuse me, they'll be talking about Sega and Microsoft, comma, early access to Forza, and what gaming might look like in 21 years, as well as answer an awesome question from Esco Richard. So when that drops, give that a listen, episode 26 this coming weekend. Dad Crossing, of course, the, is uh, Sean and Nick, and they'll be doing some more episodes soon as they get more familiar with the 2.0 Animal Crossing, as well as the paid DLC when that drops. So keep your eyes peeled for that to drop in your podcast feeds. And then last but not least is the dinner table, which will be dropping on November 19th. It's always the third Friday of every month. I shouldn't say always. Most of the time, it's the third Friday. It's planned to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's planned to be the third Friday of every month. But, you know, life gets in the way because we only do one a month. And this month is going to be a feast on Metroid Dread because it's going to be full spoilers. So anybody who's interested, if you're a Patreon member or a Twitch subscriber, come join our Discord. Come join in a video call. 
I'll be sharing screenshots and video images from the game from my playthrough. But also I invite anybody else who has any favorite shots they have or screen uh, video of the game that they took while playing that they want to share. They can drop it off to me in my DM and I will include it in the slideshow, if you will, uh, that I'll be using to help guide our discussions of the spoilers. So I invite everybody. Um, and if you're not, uh, if you're a past guest I will uh, of the show, I will even invite you to come talk with us about this too, even if you're not a Patreon or Twitch uh, subscriber, because I would love it for all of us to be able to talk about it in a big, huge community of people who love this game. It may be chaotic, but who cares? That's what the dinner table's for. That's what happens when you have a, a table full of family members, right? It's chaotic. <laughs> You're going to have a slide deck as long as uh, the one I made? It, it may be longer, Jesse. It may be longer, actually. All righty. So, and I don't know if we'll be able to get through it all. It just depends on how much gets derailed and how much discussion we have or how much we skip around. Who knows? Uh, but this uh, one thing to consider is that this may only be available to watch, to rewatch on Twitch and YouTube. And it may not, I may not be able to post this on a podcast because a lot of visuals will be there. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Plus it might be extremely long. Who knows? But that's what's going on in our family of podcasts, guys. Awesome. Very, very good. Uh, let's get into these questions. First one comes from email from Rush G, and he says this, I genuinely don't get Nintendo. They want to increase the value of NSO and ideally gain more subscribers, but appear, appear to be tailoring it to hardcore gamers and their nostalgia. I know you and a lot of podcast listeners are looking for N64 games, but you know what? The average Switch owner isn't nor is the average Switch owner looking to fork over an additional $100 in controllers to play the games. Catering to collectors and core gamers looking for nostalgia seems really limiting to the potential of NSO. Apple Arcade, Netflix, Disney have conditioned a family to, uh, to think that $10 a month model is okay, but in return they are expecting value. I don't think a non-core gamer is going to view some N64 and Sega games as a value add. The same is true of Game Boy games. Personally, I think putting Game Boy games on the Switch would be a terrible experience for the average player. GBA games, yes, for sure, but Game Boy games designed for such a small screen will look terrible on a Switch. Only someone looking for nostalgia will play those. For whatever reason, it seems as Nintendo will only open its vault of games after a certain period of years has passed. It's like they want to save their games for complete remaster like they're doing with Advance Wars. They're sitting on games that people want to play on Switch that might never get a remaster. Also, why can Humble Bundle or Steam put together a game bundle or single game for pennies? One has to assume they're still making money. Why not Nintendo? So why go back, not go back to some Wii, Wii U games that are easily accessible for general players and make them available in Nintendo Land, say, for instance? Go back to the games you are likely to never remaster and put them on there. Donkey Konga, F-Zero GX. Take it a step further. Work with indies like Image and Form. Release the Steam World games on NSO Online for 12 months prior to the date of Image and Form's next game. That's hype for Image and Form and subscriptions for NSO, I think. Sure, they got to pay them something, but I bet they can do it and make it more profitable than limiting yourself to your own catalog of games that you have to develop emulators for. 
So many opportunities to partner with Indies and better compete, compete with Steam, Apple Arcade, and yes, even the upcoming uh, Amica, I think family-friendly cheap games is actually a good strategy, just not sure about having to buy a fresh console. Yeah. So I think he meant the Amico. But... He meant Amico, yeah. yeah. So missed opportunity for NSO. So the actual question, so why is there such a lack of vision for Nintendo Switch Online? Why does Nintendo seem so intent on limiting it to a limited list of games that have to be 20 plus years old? Justin, I saw you nodding a lot uh, during this as if you were almost agreeing. Uh, what say you? You know, I, you know, I think it's a great question from Russ, some well-composed uh, logic and reasoning behind it. So we boil the question down there. Why is there such a lack of vision with NSO? Um, and why does Nintendo seem to be intent on limiting it? Uh, because I would look at Nintendo and NSO um, as a baby infrastructure. Um, Nintendo traditionally has not done online. They are, they are vastly conservative in regards to their approach to online. They don't, I think they have always been a company that believes even when you fundamentally look at the design of their consoles that like couch co-op is the place to be. They want you in the same room. They want you together. They want that joint experience. Um, and so I think that Nintendo supports Nintendo Switch Online because they realize they, they sort of have to just the way the world works, right? And, and that, that they have to create some kind of guard system, some kind of account structure. And to do that, they had to create an online system. In doing so, they found them in a place, they found themselves into a place I don't think they were willing to support or to be able to do or 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 have the knowledge or or learning around it. Right. And I think that you see this evidently when you look at what get what Xbox offers, what PlayStation offers, what any like, like just fundamentally look at their idea of, of being online, right? It's peer-to-peer -peer serving or peer-to-peer -peer sharing. It's not server-to-server -server sharing, right? Like they, they don't seem to have invested the time and energy in it. So the reality is, is that I, and I joked about it last week, it really is Nintendo walking through a yard and hopefully, hopefully not standing on the rake and getting smacked in the face, right? Because I don't think they're in an infancy of understanding what does their identity mean to be an Nintendo Switch Online? What does their what do their clients or their consumers want effectively and what the right price model is for that? And I think that's why you're seeing us kind of buck a lot at this, right? Like, no, that's too much. And they're like, oh, okay, 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 bring that down. Like, let's do something different, right? Because I don't think they really realized uh, what, the, what they have and how to do it effectively. They really need to spend time to build a strategy. I don't think I understand Nintendo's online, and this is the question you're asking, I don't think anyone really understands what Nintendo Switch Online's strategy, business strategy is. I don't know if Nintendo understands what that business strategy is. I think they're doing it because they have to do it. And I think once they can identify it and define it and maybe, you know, put some actual um, structure on it, they'd be more successful. But right now they're just like, but we also know that nostal nostalgia sells. So let's just do that. Um, and I so ask, I think that's where we I, fall. Can I ask you this? Does Nintendo understand their online strategy? No, I don't think they do either. No, 100%. I, I don't believe they do. Uh, Tim, so go ahead. It, it kind of goes back to, and, and Tim, I'll, I'll get to you, I, I promise. Sure. But I was no going to just mention this. I think it goes back to that conversation a few years ago. I, and it may have even been when Iwata was still alive. 
when they ask like Nintendo employees and they're like, so do you guys know how Xbox Live works? And they're like, what's Xbox Live? Mm-hmm. Like they just don't have any concept of that. Uh, I'm not, and, and I don't, I'm not saying that in like a bad way, like they have no, con-, you know, but they don't, <laughs> they just don't get it. I think they're, I think they're forced into this situation. Go ahead, Tim. Sorry. No, it's okay. I think, I think you're on the right track. This is where I was going to go with it. And I see this in, I won't say where, but I've seen this before where the smaller companies, they will see a trend go somewhere. And if there's somebody within the company or maybe not so much, if there's somebody in the company who has interest in that or is new to it, they'll be like, Hey, Hey, or they have, um, maybe not an interest in it, but they, they know that they can take a lead for something. And they're like, okay, Hey, we want you to take the lead of this project. Even though you might not know anything about this, we want you to take the lead on this because we know you're a hard worker and you'll do well. You did well in this project. So we're going to put you on this project, even though you might not know anything about online, we're going to make you do take the lead on this and lead it. I don't ever see Nintendo in the market saying we hired so-and-so because of their past experience on online. So to come take the lead for our online strategies and go from X, Y, Z to here to ABC. And, and, and I think if, if just, even if they, uh, even if they did make a hiring like that, Tim, they would also say, cool, we've hired you, but although also here is our belief and constraints for what right. we believe online is and what our business That's model other family thing. friendly is. That you're, yes. you're like, I'm in a box. I don't know. What to they do. have that, like you said, that box where they have the, this is the way the company is going to go. And the only way, the only thing that's gotten them out of that prior box before Awada was Awada, mm-hmm. who said, here is our new guidelines after what happened with some of the failures they went through and decided, hey, this is the path we're going to go. And this is the Pat, this is the outline. So they have that outline they've been sticking mm-hmm. to even for the new presidents coming in. Yeah. Yeah. New, I'm going to be honest with you. I think their new president president uh, likes to make money. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, where you had Iwata, who was a uh, who described himself, you know, candidly described himself as I, I develop games. Yes, but I'm also a gamer first. Well, I, I would. I'm not sure, and maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe I'm maybe I'm judging a little bit. I don't think that Shantaro Furukawa would describe himself as a gamer first. I don't think so. And I mean, that's that you know, we didn't cover this in the news bit either. But just this last week is the first time in a very long time that Nintendo has actually shuttered offices. They actually shut an office in San Francisco and Toronto, uh, laying off about 300 employees are part of their marketing and PR firm and communications. Uh, And we just recently actually saw Nick Chan Sanchez, who held who was SVP, I believe, of marketing. That was the position that Doug Bowser came from, which was also the position um, Reggie came from, left the organization and is now actually headed over to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, So I think there's a very interesting like this is a there's some decisions and business decisions that are being made that are, I think, a little bit to your point here, Marty, and a little bit to your commentary too, Tim, very kind of different to what a water would have done. Right. And I mean, a water was famously saying he's like, I will, you know, like I'll take a pay cut before we lose people. 
right? Yeah. I will reduce my wage if it's not performing well, reduce my my salaries, these type of things. Um, and that wasn't that, and he wasn't doing that because of like, oh, uh, we're in the new, we're in the news and we've screwed up. I'm looking at you, Activision Blizzard, right? But rather, we're not performing the way we should. And I don't want my staff to lose their job. So I will adjust my salary, right? A different kind of um, leadership. I think one of the things that we see in the difference there too, Justin, is that Nintendo has moved from a very, like with their directs and things when Reggie and Awada were around, it was a very personality driven presentation, mm-hmm. right? To go, go back and look at this last direct. Um, was it Koizumi that was, that was there? So. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of become their front guy, but if you mm-hmm. notice, they don't lean on him. They don't, they, it's like, Hey, there's a voice and there's games and there's, you know, they're, they're shuttling through all these things and we'll throw him back up there when there's a really important decision or a really important news bit. But I'm, I just wonder, cause like, you know, Reggie was very hands-on. He was very in front of the camera, Bill Trennan, who's still at Nintendo. Where in the crap is he? Like we haven't seen him in forever. Uh, we haven't like they are not showing Miyamoto at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they're you know so it, we're we're seeing this shift from um, people. And hear me when I say this because this just popped in my head and it sounds terrible, but it's almost like we're seeing a transition from people to profits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say Which, something similar because you know Awada is unique a unique individual in the, in the, you normally don't see that in your CEO. In fact, there's many companies where the CEO and the higher executives don't even use the product that they're selling like sodas. They literally, you know, putting themselves literally t- just talked about their own product as sugar water. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it, it's, it's not surprising that, and it's that he w- isn't a gamer because he, he is a businessman. Not he wasn't a developer like like a water was. And I think I mentioned something about this earlier this uh, week or two ago that just you know we we can see the difference in pricing strategies to presidents po- post Iwata versus Iwata era pricing strategies. They're night and day. Yeah, I think, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I don't think that we've, you know, I don't know if Nintendo has ever traditionally been a very, what I would call consumer friendly organization. Right. Um, and, and I would also kind of make the argument, like when we just went over these sales numbers, uh, they don't need to be. We want them to be. We're the consumers, right. but they apparently don't need to be in a current situation that they're that they're running in. Now, you know, you can, you know, as I joked before, you can easily put the letter U behind the switch and this whole thing falls off, falls off the train essentially. Right. But, but I, but I mean, I think, I think it's just a very different, very different perspective of how they, of how they work. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Great. uh, Great question. Um, The answer I think we're going to settle on is I don't think they even know what they're doing. So, yeah. A couple of questions from discord. uh, Zablanc. Says this question for this week's show is limited run sagging for you two. I used to almost buy everything they put out, but now it takes a lot for me to even look at the listings. So many other limited run uh, games clones are not only diluting their attention, but also diluting the quality of the games they put out. 
lots of unknown stuff. What say you? I have not purchased any limited run games at all. So I don't have any insight in regards to that. So I don't feel like I'm educated. I have. I typically am not like a huge physical collector, but uh, they did the Mega Man Wily Wars package with like the Sega Genesis cart and everything. I paid for that like six or seven months ago. Haven't even heard a pro- like a production update other than I tweeted them about uh, uh, two weeks ago. And they're like, yeah, it's getting close. Mm. To me, that's like, I, I don't like that. I don't know. I don't, I know that's their MO. Like everybody's said to expect that, but like, I don't know that I'll go in for that again. Yeah. When they started, I think it, they had, we wanted to make 5,000 and that's it. So that was, you know, they could sell out in 20 minutes. And if you didn't get it, you're screwed. And they changed their model to as many people who wants to pre-order it up until end date can and will get a unit so they basically can't do any pre-manufacturing until they know how many units they need to manufacture which just slows things down so the only item i ever purchased from them is the shantae game boy color game and you know that took probably i would say 12 to 16 months before i got it yeah and and i will say this i I don't guess i can complain about this because this is how I've advocated for Nintendo to do Amiibo and special editions right. uh, in the past. So I'm like, I guess what I'm saying is it's kind of like Kickstarter. Like you, you, I would like to get an update at least every now and then. it's like, Hey guys, we, yeah, we know it's been six months, but the carts are in production. Yeah. Or uh, even just say, Hey, they're all stuck on a container ship, just like everything else right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I think I would just like to know that it's like it's working, it's moving. Yeah. You know, I think the other I think the other problem with limited runs, and again, I, I haven't purchased anything from the right, but I do know a little bit about about it. Is enough to say that they went from being a niche, right kind of boutique shop in regards to what they offered, and were very quickly kind of thrusted into the limelight as being the premium one to do it. Right. So if Nintendo's not doing it or a third party's not doing it, premium limited runs doing it. And so whether they were able to scale up their production models, right, and their infrastructure, their staffing to be able to really, uh, really support like multiple games at different times, you know, the, that there's a lot of work on that. Like it's not yeah. as, you know, so, so I think that, you know, and there, and then, and then to go from a niche market where you were, you know, one in that market. And I think as, as Zablonk mentions here, there are more game, there are more in that space. And I think premium games is one of them. I think we did an interview with them several years ago, right? There's a lot more competitors now in that space. And so that becomes, you know, you no longer corner the market. Now you have to kind of like, you know, battle against others as well and, and, and try and survive. So, um, you know, I, I think there's still a need for it, but but obviously, you know, be great to see them kind of get, um, just, you know, find their footing again. Yeah, good question though, um, and I know there's a lot of people from our community who look for those special yeah. editions through them. I just think I think it's one of those things that like they kind of struck uh, gold with that, and they struck while the iron was hot, and then other people said, "Oh, hey, we can do that too," mm-hmm. and so the market market just kind of got glutted. Um, here's a question from Chris HL 94, uh, question for the podcast. Do you think NSO will add other handheld consoles like Sega game gear? And on a side note, uh, Chris says, 
I guess Business Justin and Justin from Canada aren't the same person. Business Justin is the one who doesn't like poutine. It's all coming together now. I uh, I can confirm. I like Chris's energy. I can confirm, though, that both Business Justin and regular Justin are fat kids who like poutine. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, it's, it's really hard to turn down uh, like when somebody's like, hey, we're going to take these French fries. And then, you know what we're going to do? Sure. Look, we're going to put gravy over them and melt cheese curds over them. Yeah. It's really hard to say, ah, no, I don't want that. I'm sorry. Yeah. If there's anything that is, that is poutine every time I go yeah. to Canada. So if there's anything that's quintessentially anti-Canadian. It's not it's 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 not having liking poutine. Uh, I, I listen, Chris, I'm going to tell, tell you this right now. Uh, you know, you know, the Costco poutine, you know, what I'm talking about the Costco poutine. I can demolish one of those all by myself. You know what I'm saying? And feel OK <laughs> about it. I mean, not feel good about it, but like feel OK. Yeah, about poutine at Costco's cafe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. So, dude, like here we have Walmart and they've made some kind of uh, deal with the devil. I don't know what they've done, but they have like fantastic chicken in the deli. Like it's just ready here. Like you can go get boneless wings or uh, this stuff. And it's really good. Like, I don't know. Like, I I, I get it. Like you can go and get like a, a lunch tray with yeah. like one meat and one side. And it's like four dollars. And I'm like, this has no right to be this good. So but it is funny, funny story. A little bit of a sidestep here. Uh, when we live in Ireland, uh, they don't have like drive throughs the same way. Like it's not there's not a lot of like uh, takeaway, uh, like fast food restaurants It's not a huge thing there. You'd have a couple of them. But like if you're like, oh, I'm going to go stop and I'm going to go grab like a sandwich or grab some breakfast, lunch or breakfast. You're you actually go to like a petrol station. You go to a gas station or a super or like the supermarket and they have like massive delis and there they're like like they, like their job is like i'm a, basically a sandwich artist and they will make you a breakfast sandwich or like and that's kind of like and i remember i had a friend over i was like oh they're like oh we need to go grab my tea before we head somewhere it's like yeah we'll head to the petrol station and grab something and he's like we're going to the gas station to get a sandwich i was like no no trust me you're gonna be all right this is the best stuff ever um but yeah just different you know you know no, start- no right to be that good those are starting to happen more frequently here uh, in spots. You'll see that where there'll be some restaurants in with the gas station and stuff, especially like near me in the Ohio turnpike. If you go there, there's yeah. Uh, yeah. restaurants there at the stops, but there's more and more regular gas stations near me in the Metro Detroit area where you can get some of the best doggone food chicken hamburgers sliders whatever at the gas station because they mm-hmm. have it used to not be the case be like, yeah now there is a re- there is a, a gas station near me that has a um <laughs> okay so here we go rural west tennessee right um out in the woods truck stop uh that's the only thing on this exit and they have an indian restaurant there called punjabi daba I'm not eating that Indian food. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Not eating that. You know, that, that barbecue place that I always take you when you're in town, the yeah. Casey Joe's, their number original rest, restaurant is in a gas station. I know. I remember hearing that once. Yeah, that sounded, I was like, I want to go there one of these days. So, yeah. Well, that's, that's more about food, dads, but uh, yeah. let's, keep, let's keep going on. So so did you answer the question that you think that we'll see any other? Uh, oh, 
I think Game Boy, like Sega Game Gear, or anything like that. Uh, Game Gear, I don't think so. I think Game Boy will see it, but I don't think I don't think Game Gear. Well, I, yeah. I don't know. I think, I think they could. I think they could with the relationship they have with Sega. That I don't know if there's going to be a Game Boy Advance. I think they would do the Game Gear. I don't know Game Gear, but I could do. I could definitely see them doing like um, like a, a push to do like Sega CD games that that came out with the Genesis. That would be cool. Uh, or um, even like. Um, I'd love to see them do Saturn and Dreamcast, but mm. I, I don't know that that'll be there. Um, so we've got yeah, some questions they, from they have, they have a, They're having a hard time with N64 emulation. I think Saturn emulation will be difficult for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's maybe out of their league. Uh, uh, we've got a couple of questions from Twitter, right, Justin? We do. Yeah. So a uh, question from Twitter. Uh, Adam asks, who is your best guess and or who was your best guess? guest and why was it adam ruffle well first adam ruffle i mean sure i mean absolutely you're our best guest you are you are adam ruffle you are you are in my top three favorite canadian guests as a matter of fact i'm going to be so bold as to say you are my number one favorite guest that lives in ontario how do you like that how do you like that uh, his question was, but who was the best? Was it Pear from IGN? <sighs> Folks, who do you think has been? And, and best, best is, best is, I hate the word best, right? Can, but can maybe I tell you some of my favorite, favorite guests? Sure, yeah. Uh, and I'm going to say favorites because yeah, yeah. I think one is, uh, I love it when we have Roger on. I missed it mm-hmm. last time. Mm-hmm. Roger's got some incredible energy. Uh, I also love it when we've had Gaming Dad on. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's an incredible guest as well. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to say it. I like the Mega Dads. Mm. I like the Mega Dads. It's time, mm. it's time, to, it's time to have Mega Dads back. Mm. I don't, I don't, <laughs> n- no, no. Uh, Jesse, how about you? Uh, I, that's a tough one. You know, Roger would be high you know, on my list as well. Is but uh, you know, ha- you know, having like the various members of the IGN crew over the years has been it, mm-hmm. they normally bring in some interesting topics. Yeah, if I think of something else, I'll let you know. But that's, I'm Good. kind of drawing a blank at this point. <laughs> okay. Good stuff. Good stuff, Tim. I am going to say that when I was a listener, my favorite guest, um, I don't know. I can't remember if they did it. You guys had him on together multiple times. I want to say you did like at least two times, but when Roger and Josh were on together was a lot of fun. So I think we got close to a four hour show that week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's you know that's such a yeah, it's a great that's a great call it as well. You know we've had, we we have had just absolutely tremendous guests. Um, you know I'm going to say for myself one of the ones that really st- I've, obviously Pear is great and and uh, it's been great that you know I've been able we've been able to keep in touch with him for over that time and and still very uh, accessible and very open. Uh, for me, one of the ones that I think was really stood out for me was Victor Lucas. Uh, and being a Canadian, watching Victor Lucas grow when I was a kid growing up and saying, man, you could do this and do video games. I love this. Uh, but the thing that I love about our guests, um, so often like when a guest comes in, it feels like it's kind of like a covenant seat. Come on in and like, oh, my gosh. And, oh, you're here. What I have always loved about our guests is the approachability of all of them. And that when they leave or, or when their time as a guest is done, 
they come back again and they feel like just part of our family and part of our community, yeah. right? I think gaming dad's a great example. Mega dad's a great example. Adam here, obviously Ruffles a great example of that. Um, we just, you know, Andre from game explain, right. We've had the, those guys, you know, so just so many, you know, I, the relationships that we've got to connect and got to make over this time. Um, we're just honored. Anytime someone comes to join, join us and, and gets to share our community with them and they get to be a part of it. And, and, and I just kind of love that, we, we continue to grow a network of friends and um, that we get to just, just connect with. Um, and, 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 you know, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes people start as a guest and end up being a host, right, Tim, like inevitably they find their way, like, right, Marty. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. I mean, you know, you never know where chance that journey uh, could end. One of us is just going to like not be on the show next week and be like, Oh, Hey, yeah. uh, here's, while being on the show, some of my favorites to come on the show are the ones who are just shout, starting out yeah. and are excited to be on the show with you guys because I still feel lucky to be on the show with you guys. So when yeah. I see the other people who are coming as guests and they're start, starting their own shows mm-hmm. and they're excited to be on here and they're like, oh, yeah, we started listening to you guys and now we started our own show and and, and just the love they give and pour out to you guys about the influence you guys had is what I love to hear and get lucky enough to sit here and hear as well. Like, like when all in is on or the Nintendo pals, you know, or even any of the, our family of podcast guys, you know, come on too. So it's just like a lot of fun to hear that. What you're saying, Tim, is you really, really like it when like people come on and tell us how awesome we are. And it's fun. To, it's not not to blow you guys up, but it's a lot of fun to hear the stories of uh, them starting because yeah. more than likely they listen no, no, and said, I, get, I can no, do it I'm, better. I'm, I'm, and I'm joking when I say <laughs> yeah. that because no, like, I know there's still the the like I still like almost four years in um, say like people want to hear what I have to say. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody no doubt. started. Was it you that started the hashtag this week? The Marty is a great guy. That was Chris. That was definitely not me. I mean, well, no, no, very, of course very not. Clear on that. Um, he was the one that started this. No, I mean, like, clear on that. I was blown away by that. Like, I, yeah. I, I was. Now, me, when I f- first started with you guys being full hosts and stuff like that, co host. It was what was really exciting for me to experience not only IGN people coming on, obviously, you know, me geeking out about that, but even some of the people who have been on as long as you guys have, like Sean and Luke Lore, when they came on after doing their um, expo, and then also, you know, the Mega Dads and Bobby, Uh, you know, all of those guys that I used to listen to with you guys and then being able to co-host with all of them was like, <laughs> yeah. And, and again, that's a, that's a great example of, of that just being like, just all of a sudden just becoming friends, like just instantly. Right. Like yeah. you don't need to be on the show. We'll just DM, just have a conversation. What's going on go for pints. Right. right? Um, you know, I think that I, I've said this before. I think the thing that always, always blows my mind about this is that like, we didn't know what this was going to be seven years ago when we started had no oh, sure. clue, no clue whatsoever. Uh, do I know what it's going to be the next seven years? No, <laughs> but the direction of what we've created of what has been created, not by necessarily us, but by our community, yeah. you know, that's the thing that I'm, pr- I'm the most proud of like those that's 
unbelievable. I can't I believe like, like people are like, man, I do a show because of you. I, I, I heard you do this and I thought I could do this and I've done this and they do better than us. Or I, I want to get into podcasting. Or I want to get into video content. I want to review games. How do I do it? Let's per, let us provide you that access. Let, let, let's help you do yeah. that. Um, and, and find your own voice and do your own thing. And, um, and hopefully somewhere along the line, you've had a couple laughs, maybe you've had a bit of a cry, right. Uh, and you've just, you've just had an opportunity and a safe space to come together and enjoy each other's company and, and geek out and, and kind of find your own, your own corner of the internet. So yeah, I mean, like, there's been people who've been like, I want to hear what you have to say about this game, or I was waiting for your first look or whatever. That that blows my mind. And then yeah. I love it when people are like, they're like, uh, you know, like you said, that they've started something or they've come alongside and helped review or or do something or been a guest on the show. Uh, but like, I I love it when people one of the one of the things I love the most is like, I'll get an email. And I'm sure you guys too, or something like get a comment every now and then it's like, Hey, that discussion on your show, it really helped me, mm-hmm. you know, or it really, like that really, that really made me think about something in a different way. And usually it's when we talk about really deep parenting subjects oh, yeah. or dad, yeah. dad stuff. And I like, I love that. Yeah. I love that this, that video games and the, the, and the company that I love is a vehicle for that, for that better stuff. So guys, uh, I also love the fact that I feel like, we could we could probably get together in person and pick up exactly where we are right here and mm-hmm. be fine, even though like I've yeah. never met any of you in person. It's I, I can't wait. We keep I keep telling you to do it next year. We gotta, we do, gotta it. do it. Uh, but figure we're, it we're out. gonna do we'll something. We're 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 noodling <laughs> around. Uh any other questions from um yeah, we got, a couple, we got a couple other. Uh, David asks, over the last seven years, how has your opinion of Nintendo changed or grown? And being mm. Nintendo dads, what are the favorite Nintendo mo- memories that you share with your family that bring a smile to your face? Um, I will I'll start with them, David. So we, <laughs> Jesse and I were around when it was the Wii U. <laughs> so how has Nintendo grown? They have stopped sucking. Uh, that has been... <laughs> You know, I, I, well, I always laugh, right? I think the reason that we have some success is because we were, we were doing what nobody else wanted to do, which was a Nintendo podcast weekly, right? Uh, back when there was a Wii U and then everybody and their dog decided to get on the Nintendo podcast train. Um, but uh, I think it's uh, been speaking interesting. Speaking of which, sorry to interrupt, Justin, my cats want to start a Nintendo, Nintendo cats, pod- uh, yeah, podcast. Yeah, exactly. On our family channels. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to, to let you know that before I forgot trying to think of a really witty witty name right now and they're all coming out really bad at 10 uh, 30 at night so i'm gonna leave that one alone um i think that's been interesting just kind of see how they how they've changed and grown um and uh and i think in a little bit of the conversation we had earlier just really now especially now with the different changes of of their presidents and how the organization is looking at kind of themselves um fam, favorite moment i'm gonna be honest with you i was so happy when mario party came out on friday Right. I was like, this was like, and the whole family was like, we're going to look forward to this day. We had dinner, I think, you know, and it was, and it was sit around together and play um, and just enjoy that. Right. And, um, you know, I picked up my wife that day and she's like, so we, we got the game already. Right. And I was like, she's excited. The kids are excited. Like just coming together as being a family and enjoying those moments. And, you know, oh my God, you got a star and I can't believe you beat us. And oh my gosh, the last minute, you know, free stars are handed out and dad loses. Yay. Right. You're like, just spending that time together with your family uh, or surrounded by something that you, that you enjoy, um, whatever that is, right. Whether that's 
movies, uh, hiking, whatever video games. Um, those are special moments. So. Yeah. Um, I, I laughed about it, but I think that the whole Nintendo not sucking <laughs> thing. I mean, I remember coming on the show, like around the time of the NX reveal when it was still called NX Mm-hmm. And seeing where we've gone from then to now is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like that. And I think um, just like having Nintendo back in the discourse of popular video gaming has been like, and I, I mean, like I can go out and have a conversation with most people that I run into now because they know what a switch is. Mm-hmm. Right. And even in my family, it's not like, hey, have you played the Wii U? And they're like, what's that? You know, it's like, hey, my kid's got a Switch. You got a, you got a game recommendation or what can we do here? So there's, it's a lot easier to have those conversations. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, next question. Okay. Sorry, go ahead, Jesse. I got a quick little story. So, you know, a few weeks ago was the like the 10th anniversary of the first Nintendo Direct. So, you know, obviously before we were doing this show, but I was doing roundtable at that time uh, with, with Zach and a few of the others from VG Tribune. Um, the funny thing is when we, I, I looked back at the show notes for that episode and we didn't, apparently we didn't even realize that there was a Nintendo Direct. The My notes said that this was the result of a PR that we received. So, so at least... The Nintendo's figuring out YouTube for the first time, <laughs> apparently. And uh, so they gotten better at it. And <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. One that's of, a good one. My memory is of watching the fan base, including myself, learning from Nintendo's history. Um, but watching the fan base on this roller coaster that Nintendo that we just talked about going through, right? Their highs and lows of when they're popular and when they're not popular, but also watching the fans going along with it, especially this time around where fans maybe not used to this transition of going from the Wii U to the Switch has a popular device and they want to see Nintendo compete with Sony and Microsoft are getting frustrated because they feel Nintendo is not competing or at least trying to at least on you know the graphics level or whatever they feel they're not doing or even like the online stuff it's interesting to me to watch that fan base because i've been through that that i went through that with the Wii to we use side of things where it was like ah why isn't nintendo coming out with I know God of War wouldn't be it, but a God of War-like game on the Wii U that I want to play, you know, and stuff like that. Why do I have to buy a second console to buy, you know, play all these games I can't play, you know? So I'm seeing the same frustrations with a lot of these 90 million people, you know? So I've I've enjoyed, I'm enjoying that kind of aspect of it, I guess, the business side of things. And then they have the inverse where you have, like, the, the PlayStation hardcore people upset that they're releasing the games on PC now. And yes. they're like, but we want it to be exclusive. You don't love us anymore. <laughs> right. Yes. I'm like, what does it matter? Just if they want to make money, people want to play the game. The hardware in most cases doesn't matter. But, yep. you know, obviously in Nintendo games, yeah, it kind of does. 
because they yeah. design in many cases they design the system based around a game concept, yeah. not the other way around. Which I'm it's, bas- it's basically through this, you know, the 350 episodes, seven years that you guys have done that I could hear all that stuff, and that's why I pointed out what uh, that roller coaster of the fan base to see what that was like so yeah agreed uh, a couple other quick questions i'll whip through here uh screen nerd nerds podcast asks uh, what do you think of the news of seth rogan doing a standalone donkey kong movie announced uh you think this means they're confident the super mario brothers movie will do good uh yeah i think so uh i, th- I i'm i'm up for that i'm up for, I, I haven't seen the trailer for either of them but I'm okay with the idea of it. I have no problem Not, with it. If you have someone leaked stuff because nothing has been released. Yeah, exactly. So I think <laughs> I, I'm excited to see what happens. I, I I would be up for seeing Seth Rogen play Donkey So uh, next question comes for Rigo and Rigo asks, what is the one game that you have in your backlog catalog that you will get to eventually? Uh, Rigo, I'll tell you what that is for me. That is the Witcher three. That is the Witcher Ooh, three. It's a good choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nintendo God of War. Ooh, that's a good one. Then, then the yes, the newer one. Yep, yep. Uh, Miles, Miles Morales. Miles Morales. Nice, Tim. Did you say Nintendo or Nintendo? Just play whatever. Or say whatever you want. want. Okay, anyway. so sorry, Justin. You're going to get flooded with emails, but uh, I have yet to finish Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Dirty so, secret, Tim. Either have I. <laughs> oh, that's in my backlog, but and I was just. I've actually been starting to get that itch to go back to it and try to play it again. So, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah, me too. We'll see. Nice. Some time for the sequel to come out. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, next one. Um, and Andrew asks, do you think, uh, do you think any of the past switch games DLC will come to the switch on uh, Nintendo switch online? Um, I'm going to say not past switch games, DLC, but I believe future DLC may, uh, may come to the Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah, I think like Breath of the Wild 2 would both kind of do the same thing. Yeah. Like here, you buy this for $25 or part of the pass. Yeah, I think that's how they're going to do it. Uh, and a little bit of a tailored connection to that. Uh, Bruce Patterson asks uh, the business Justin account question for the show. Is the Animal Crossing New Horizon DLC available for the family plan? And yes, Bruce, it is available for the family plan. As it well. is. Those are all of our questions. Wow. Uh, some bangers this week. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Thank you guys so much for uh, tuning into the show and asking questions. We love our community. It's what makes this podcast uh, and all that we do so, so worth it. One last question that we actually see in the chat. No Mecha Dragon. This is not the last Nintendo Dads podcast. We were just messing at the top of the show. Uh, we, I promise we'll be back next week. We have so much more content, uh, so much more energy, and probably this show, whether it's with the four of us or not, will continue until we're all long and dead. So, yeah, yeah. And, and someone says if Marty gets fired this week, then he'll qualify to win prizes. Oh, and <laughs> yeah, sorry, and I apologize, Mecca. There was a question that you asked also that you had sent in, so bear with me one second here. Let me make sure I get that. I saw that you were just... It's on Twitter. It's on Twitter. I'm going to get it. Oh, okay. Um, question for Lafford. Do you think that these new Pokemon forms and evolutions will be used in other Pokemon games like Sword and Shield or future Pokemon gens? I I don't think they'll backfill like Sword and Shield, but I think we, we might see them in uh, in a Gen 9. They might have like a 
time machine. Well, actually, that's kind of how they did Gen 2 to transfer Pokemon from Gen 1 is through a time machine. But I think we might do something similar to that because, like, the Masculesian is apparently an extinct Pokemon because we've never, this is the first time we're seeing it in the past. So, yeah, I think they'll find some way to, in, in, in lore, to get them into current games. And we'll definitely, at the minimum, Every, everything we see will be in Pokemon Go eventually. They'll 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 definitely find a way to get them in the lore just so they can make money off of it. Let's just be honest. And then yeah. people will be upset that they still can't have their thousand national entry national decks. That's a whole nother issue in can of worms <laughs> for another day. Uh, guys, let's wrap up this uh, 350th episode. One more, one more quick question. Blurpy asks, can we download the DLC now? I think the DLC is part of the 2.0, uh, so you probably already have it. It just hasn't been unlocked yet by either that or they might release a 201 tomorrow. <laughs> Who knows? We don't, this is uncharted territory. So Yeah, this is new to us. Yep. Okay. So that's episode 350, seven years of doing this dog and pony show. Uh, we call Nintendo Dads. We want to thank you guys so much for making it possible. Uh, we especially want to thank our Patreon producers, Dave Ernsberger, Antonio Contronio, Metroid Hunter 101, and Solo Something for backing us at that Patreon producer level. And each and every one of our Patreon supporters, whether you're a dollar, $5, $10, $30 supporter, we love you. That's serious. We would give you hugs if we were near you. We love technology, but not as much <laughs> as you, you see. Uh, also, uh, almost uh, 5,800 subscribers on YouTube. We're just seven away from that. So if you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube, head over there and do that. Almost 1,200 followers on Twitch. And there's 25 of you guys who sponsor or use your Twitch subscriptions uh, and get access to our Discord community and activities by uh, doing that and subscribing to Nintendo Dads over there. Reminder, you can go check out all of our stuff at nintendodads.org, including uh, how to join our Extra Life team. Be sure to watch Extra Life this weekend, kicking off today, if you're listening to this Friday, November 5th at 6 p.m. Central Time. You can find us in most places just by typing in Nintendo Dads all over social media, all the stuff there. You can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com. Or call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. Huge thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And reminder, go and give us a five-star review and some written words uh, of review on your podcast app of choice. It helps people find the show and spreads the good news of Nintendo Dads. This has been episode 350. So for me, for Justin, for Tim, and Jesse, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. I hate you all.